things you think you don't care about being overflow. Joe Boo and Jay Bird are now on the microphone. We think we don't care about this. Yeah, we do, but we do. We think we don't care about this. Average Joe's Media Podcast, G-Y-T-Y-D-C-A. Average Joe's Media Podcast, T-Y-T-Y-D-C-A. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast T-Y-T-Y-D-C-A by the Average Joe's Media. I am the Average Joe Boo. I'm old Jay Bird. With the uh, long-awaited return. Of the Average Joe. Of the Average oh, Joe himself. Uh, before we get to you, old average Joe, first of all, welcome back. Thank you, my friend. Love you. Glad you're here. But the other people that love you and are glad you're here just so happen to be the home buying guys. Hey, guys. Lance here. Adam here. We're the home buying guys, and we are so excited to be sponsoring this season of the Average Joe's podcast. Things you think you don't care about. Tell people who the home buying guys are. Yeah, so we do everything real estate in Dallas-Fort Worth. We can uh, make cash offers on homes. We sell houses on MLS for homeowners. We do remodeling. Uh, we do design work. We do everything that you can think of real estate related. Buying, selling, helping, fixing, flipping, buying, holding, cash, wholesale offers. We got you covered. If you have any questions, please keep following along with the Average Joes and the home buying guys. Thank you. Well, old average Joe, first of all, how are you? I'm, uh, some might say I'm living the dream. Yeah? Well, do you say that? I do say that. I'm okay, back at my good. favorite TGIM activity. Well, you know, uh, I'm just saying. T-Y-T-Y-D-C-A. That's right. Uh, is It's way easier to type for a search bar. I agree. It's yeah. uh, it's also, I feel like it's a little more catchy than oh, just I saying than, than saying it all out. Yeah. Right? And then, uh, you know what? We're always trying to shorten things. We like, are. LOL. I mean, you know? my thing is, is, who doesn't love a good abbreviation? Right, right. Or like a, like some kind of an acronym. And mom always said, go big or go home. Uh-huh. So we don't need three letters. Yeah. We only need four letters. Yeah. We need one, two, three, It'd four, five. Seven. Yeah, seven letters. That'd be seven letters. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. But yeah, so uh, easier to search, easier to put on my back window of my truck. It looks sharp, you too. You see that graphic? I do. Man, I, do. I, I love, I love that that's happened. And, and it makes me not ever want to get rid of that truck. Like, not ever. You know what I mean? Just cause, even uh, if this thing, even if I like, I can't sustain it financially at you know, at some point in time in my life, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, we're keeping the graphic. Keeping well, I gotta graphic. say, I I hope you know if if we win the lottery, yeah, right. You know, I want to have that like cross the hood graphic. I will reskin my whole truck. Yeah, well, I'm gonna get a new truck. Then I'm gonna I'll get right. it reskin. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, we do. Okay, stop. Slow down. Back up. We will get a couple of trucks. Yes, we will. Like, as a side truck. Right. And if we go with GMC. Fully skinned. If we go with one of the GMCs, yeah. we can just have the GMC replaced with a red AJM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, let's have our own mm. car monocle. Yeah. Or whatever they're called. Yeah, Mon- absolutely. Yeah. What? I mean, monocle. Is that yeah. what they're called? I don't know. Mon- I don't know. It sounded know. right. It, sound it sounded good, good yeah, to me. Good. I don't yeah. know. So, but yeah, win the lottery. That's I mean, happening. when does AJM on your grill not sound good? Absolutely. Absolutely. Also... I saw customized 
steak and wood burners, fully customized metal steak and wood burners. You can put whatever graphic on it, and they will. It, it'll be like embossed well, or whatever. Have we, have or, we used the, the branding I iron? I haven't yet? used the branding iron. Have you seen the branding iron? We have the old AJM branding iron. Oh, look at that right here. Okay, not. Did y'all uh, did y'all heat it up and not, like no, no. each of you do it on your chest? No, we didn't no, go full we tilt. Gone, uh, uh, brand Yellowstone yet? No, no. no. Now, if we were, though, I think it would have to be, like, the actual It would have AJM. to be the actual logo. AJM, yeah. Yeah, up there. And, uh, which, my daughter got a tattoo the other day. Okay, she so she 18. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She finally did. And uh, she was going to do it anyways. Was this the one that you were going to draw? Okay. Look, let's just go ahead and jump in a little bit to dad issues, okay? I was like, sorry if uh, I jumped the gun. No, 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 no. That's fine. This one wasn't on the list, so it's okay. always good to have a little extra, right? right? So, I suggested that I go get one with her because she was f afraid to tell me that she wanted a tattoo. And I think right. I've mentioned this before on the, on mm -hmm, the podcast right. this season. And, uh, and she was afraid to tell me. So she comes up and she said, her mother like makes her tell me, otherwise she doesn't get it without approval of both of us or something like that. Unless right. she goes off and does it on her own, pays for it on her own, blah, blah, blah. So it's a birthday gift that she wanted. She got a, she wanted a, a rose with some kind of commemoration for her granddad or her great grandfather who she knew uh, passed away when she was five, maybe going on six, or four going on five, something like that. And she put a rose in his windowsill at, in his bedroom at their house right after he passed away, asked if he could see it from heaven, right? Mm -hmm. Real tearjerker type of thing. Sweet, innocent, four, five, six-year-old girl, Miss Her Pappy, etc. She's 18 now, and so she wanted a rose because of that event. She wanted something. He worked on the Mercury spacecraft for NASA, Mm -hmm. And so she wanted something with moon or spacecraft or something. So we put a rose with the moon in the background and then like a, 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 a cardinal compass, north, south, east, west type stuff. Anyways, I draw the picture. She likes it. We give it to the tattoo artist. The tattoo artist draws what we request, but it doesn't look the same as what I draw. Okay, so. They Are you to make it drawer? something they could do, though. Do what? They needed to do it in their own way so they knew uh, that they could pull it off. Well, they did need to do it in their own way, but uh, Tara asked for the flower to be a little bit more realistic. Mine was a little cartoony. Okay. Which, I don't know how you get cartoony from a rose, but whatever. Are you an artist in that way? Do you I, draw well? Yeah, I, draw, I, feel, I feel like I I didn't know that about well. you. Yeah. Okay. If, cool. I, if I can look at something, if I can see something that I, that I feel like is not terribly difficult, then I feel like I can draw it. Like that, right behind you, that, that guy right. right there, I feel like if I'm looking at that, I can draw it and... It would resemble very similarly to that, okay. that poster there. Okay. Uh, anyway, so I drew it, and that was the compromise for me not getting a tattoo. So I told her, I was like, I'll get a tattoo. And then everybody was like, well, what are you going to get, Dad? <laughs> I've never gotten a tattoo. I, I, uh, meh. I have no desire to get one. I was like, well, maybe I'll just do the AJM logo. Yep. Right? Something that's meaningful to me. I drew that thing. I have the paper, not the paper, but the picture of the paper that I drew it on that I sent to the guy who digitized it. Like that, that's special to me. And so her mom was like, so you're going to get your podcast logo tattooed on you. And I was like, it's meaningful. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to like get my whole back tattooed. Right. It might right. be like, uh, sons of anarchy. Uh, yeah. I mean, shoulder, uh, bi bicep, uh, Peck, I don't know, but something, I don't know, a couple inches in, in diameter, maybe? I Not mean, huge. Let's face it. If right? me and you drank, yeah. we would have already done it. We would have already done we it. We would have already done it. We'd already, right. if, we, if we drank, we'd have got drunk one night, and we'd have been like, you know what? We're getting the AJ logo. We're going, we're tattooing right now. Yeah, especially like in the early days when we were like, let's see how many things we can buy. Yeah. And put our logo and, on. And figure out how we can make it look good in the studio. <laughs> yeah. Or a makeshift studio at that yeah. time. And so anyways, 
So this is the, this is the dad's part of the issue. Okay, she comes to me. I draw it. She loves it. I give it to the tattoo artist. Tattoo artist renders it, gives it back to me. I send it to Tara. Tara said, "I love it." We showed mom. Mom's like, oh, that looks like a, a flower and a cup of coffee. And I'm just like, okay, <laughs> okay. So, so mom says, can you see if she can do a crescent moon in the background? Well, you think I'm, of astronauts, you don't necessarily think of crescent moons. Well, you know, whatever. Uh, like the whole, they did orbit the whole moon, right? Yeah. Like the full spherical Sphere. moon. I'm pretty yeah. sure when they get up yeah. there, yeah, it's not just like that little sliver. Yeah, it's a whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like the whole moon. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just guessing. <laughs> I, I've never been up there, so I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, so mom, mom suggests that, and then of course somehow Tara comes back and says, "Do we think we can do a crescent moon?" And I was like, uh, "Well, then mom, mom renders has someone render the drawing mm-hmm. different than what I drew." Mm-hmm. And so now this drawing that is not done by Simon, it's done by someone else okay mm-hmm. so uh i was very i was very conflicted do i get upset about that or do i just deal with it because tara loves it i wanted to have influence in it i wanted to you know have some some measure of stamp on it like i drew this for her partially to show my approval or not maybe maybe just not disapproval participating right. with one of her first acts as an adult right and then i get circumvented and i was like i was really i was really pissed at first and so but then like she loves it so that's the other side of that coin right tara yeah. super happy with right. with how it came out it was a little bigger on the on the wrist than i anticipated like i mean it covers about, oh it's on the wrist what's well, her forearm Okay. It covers like sixty percent of her forearm in terms of its total length, so I was like, "Wow, a lot, right? right? I mean, it's gonna—it's a lot. Thought it was gonna be a little smaller, whatever. It's your arm, but she's super happy with it. She kind of couldn't wait to take the thing off. Obviously, I had to wait a few days or weeks or however long the tattoo tape or whatever requires you leave it on. So she's super excited. So I'm happy for her, right? right. I ultimately came to the decision. It's not about me. That's right. It's her gift. Sure. Yep. Right? It's her And it does want. sound like you were involved with To it, a degree. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you'd be like, hey, that tattoo yeah. is kind of my idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, well, I, like, I, I suggested hey, a move. We collaborated. Yeah. You know? But I think that at the end of the, I mean, I think anybody, the thought of if your child was going to have something permanently put on them. Yeah. And originally, you were going to play a hand in helping draw or, you know, bring her 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 vision to life. Yeah. The idea of that every time she looked at it, she'd think of you. Absolutely. In some capacity, like, oh, I love my dad. I love my pappy. This is for pappy. And my dad drew it. Yeah, help me accomplish it. Right. So I think Mom helped pay for it. Yeah. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. Pay for most of it. Whatever. Uh, So I get that'd be hard in that moment of like, oh. Yeah. Now she's thinking of Kim. Yeah. You know, or, or Jane. Right. You know, whoever it may be. Right. Right. You know, and so, anyways, I'm Don't just even get me started on Kim, right? You know, I mean, I'm telling you what. Anyways, so back to back to Joey. Joey, I want to know what's new with you. But before I want to know what's new with you, before okay. you tell me what's new with you, Joey, you're you're in the midst of of a return. I am. Yeah, I mean, you are just you are <laughs> yeah return of the Joe, return of the Joe. You know, fair. and I just uh, you know, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Yeah. 
appreciate me. 100%. 100%. It's been a long season without you. And uh, and I know hiatuses are what they are. They are necessary for many reasons. I mean, I need a hiatus on, on a regular basis from most people in my life. Right, right. I mean... Get away, go isolate myself somewhere. Sabbatical, sit in a movie. Sabbaticals are nice. That's right. Take, I will sit two, three movies in a row at the theater just to teleport. Turn the brain off. Out of this current reality we're in. And so I will do it, and I don't, I don't even care. And so, so how are things? What is new with the old average Joe? Well, uh, I'd have to say, you know, really enjoying the new career. That's good. That started last year. So That's good. Um, you were a little timid about that. I was. At first. I mean, it was it a was, huge move for you. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of, I mean, I think there's a lot of change last year outside of just the change we were all experiencing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I had started a new relationship. Yep. Started a new career. How's, how's, uh. Well, uh, that's. Uh, okay. You know. Oh, I see. Lots of change. So, things have changed. There's been ups and downs. Ebbs and flows of life, my I friend. I see what you're saying. Ebbs and flows of life. Keep going. Yeah, so the you know the river of life it just continues to flow. Yep. Um, so yeah, man. So trying to focus on family, focus on you know just uh, getting getting back to basics, become better better Joe. Took a lot of time with the kids. You know, Jordan was getting ready to finish his senior year. Mm-hmm. He was gonna be turning eighteen. Yeah. You know, the twins were wrapping up uh, their freshman year. Right. It just kind of made sense with. Uh, a whole lot of stuff happening all the way around just to kind of get back to the basics a little bit. Yeah. So I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the support, man. You have been crushing it. Both of you well, guys have been crushing it. I mean, it. I think I, I, I think I've taken a back seat, except for the two opportunities, maybe three opportunities, where I have allowed Jay Bird to be shocked by some confetti cannons. Right. Right. That was nice. I feel like I took the spotlight there. Yeah. But every other right. occasion he has uh, he I think he's Outshine no, me. No. I'm fairly certain. I'm the I'm the Andy to his Conan. Co- oh, is that right? Andy. Andy to his Conan. <laughs> I thought you said Conan at first. Like well, Andy I, Cohen. I, was like, I heard the CO, but I didn't quite yeah, yeah. know where he was going. Right. I was like, he's the first name to your last name. This Hello. Is, like, I've, I've been gone for a little bit, but what's here? going on? You know, I'm not aware of. But yeah, uh, man, I took a break from social media for almost a month and a half, which was phenomenal. Yeah, I imagine. And then, uh, you know, trying to do the whole. Uh, Blogging a little bit more and stuff, yeah. you know. Right. Keeping the the AJM digital yeah, you gotta, footprint of going. Got to do that. Yeah, man. We gotta so, be back. Uh, old Jay Bird and I have talked about a bucket list item, like uh, if we could just uh, get away, completely unplug. If we could do that for like week, mm-hmm. two weeks, yeah. maybe the rest of our lives, mm. you know, yeah. at some point in time. And so uh, go to Arkansas, man. Yeah. Oh, that trip we took was just. Phenomenal. Well, I mean, I was just thinking like three or four miles down the road with a bunch of trees, no internet, you know? I mean, maybe not mile, but like, you know, maybe well, three, maybe three four hundred miles, like whatever it is, you know, just off in the distance mm-hmm. where there ain't nobody and just make it, make it on your own, you know, just be nice. Out. That would be good. And, uh, Jaybird, I don't know if you know about this plan. Joey knows about this plan. This plan is to, Procure several mini dwellings mm-hmm. and basically have like a little township. Yeah. Average Joe's village. Yeah. Oh, uh, I like it. So have the friends. Right. Come on. Come right. on. Right. And let's let's cohabitate 
on this community land right where we do whatever we want to do is it a grow right. what we want to grow right raise what we want to raise right butcher what we want to butcher yeah fish what we want to fish what i'm talking yeah. about cook what we want to cook that's right smoke mm-hmm. what we want to smoke that's right and then just mm-hmm. live our lives mm-hmm. so yep. anyways uh, uh there's this little there's this little uh a place that sells them in rockwall right down the Right down 30, they sell the little 499-square-foot mobile units. Okay. And I'm just sitting back. Well, we could just uh, interconnect these with, with a couple sidewalks and then a, a communal porch. Right. You yep. know? Uh, like, come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Let's just hang yep. out. Let's do it. One do it. one satellite mm-hmm. with a bunch of wires coming yeah, off. Yeah, man. You know? Have a little barn dominium uh, little right. studio. That's right. Absolutely. That that we would have uh, maybe also a barn dominium shop, yeah. You know uh, what I'm saying. Then also we could have our own like little bar and grill. Yeah, yeah. Have this have the common cookhouse. Yeah. That we all that somebody goes like, hey, Jay Bird's got lunch today. Mm. Jay Bird's gonna whip it up and to your order. Yeah. Here's what here's what's on the menu. Yeah. You my know? thing is, is and then now, turns- and then Tuesdays are my day because I like Tuesdays. My thing is, is that if it ends up turning into a cult, can we at least file for the tax tax stuff? No, what? Well, yeah. You, okay. I'll leave you in charge of that. Okay. Because I have mm-hmm. no idea what you were The nighttime about. is the right time. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so anyways, uh, but just to get away with people you love and care about. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. And so, oh, uh, I don't know if old Adam Walker is down, but uh, hopefully he is. Yeah. Uh, I'm fairly certain Andrew's down. Uh, well, I mean, if we could get Josh to come back home, I mean, he could be our preacher. Yeah, well, I think that's relative, but yeah, I mean, he could if he wanted to be, I guess. But I think, I think any one of us here could well, could I mean, take I'm care of that responsibility as well. The, I'm speaking to the, the larger podcasting family. Oh, I see, I see. Fair, fair. So, anyways, anyways, today is season six finale, guys. Season six, episode twenty four. Next time we get on and record. Mm-hmm. Season seven will commence, mm. and when season seven commences, yep. it will commence with this a gem. Let's go TYTYGCA. Don't care if you care what I'm gonna say. Joe Boo likes to say that's fair. Bet you probably thought that you just wouldn't care. Don't stop listening to the podcast. Jay Bird, join cause he has a blast Going viral is in plain sight Jay Bird guaranteed to say right, right Make sure that you know we keep it clean We've heard it both ways, what's that mean? Let's make sure you have your headset We put our message on the internet White Heat is screaming in the studio Slop, 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 sloppy Joe Go ask your friends to come join you Go all in until you have a break through the show I love the mics, I drop the beats Part of the show that can't stop You gotta know we do it all for you The show I love, the friends I bring The beat part of the show that is king I'll press record when it's time to 
Oh man, that's awesome. You like that? <laughs> yeah. uh, stroke of uh, stroke of genius occurred on the way to school last week. Man, uh, giving away some Red Hot Chili Peppers tickets uh-huh. on the radio, and the guy asked for this song to be played. And as soon as he started singing, I was like. Oh, this is catchy. Uh-huh. This is catchy. I bet I could throw a few lyrics on this. Yeah, yeah. And I got, uh, I got the "Don't Stop Listening to the Podcast" lyric right. first. Like I thought I was going to uh, intro okay. that one. Okay. But then I was like, "Wait a second, we're gonna need a little ty ty." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Thank you. So, uh, slop, 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 <laughs> sloppy joes. <laughs> that was a nice nod. <laughs> Thank you. And then. Uh, you know that's what happens whenever you come up with a rhyme. Yeah. That you, you know, like you need to rhyme with something. Right. And then you're like, I what don't know. I, what can I rhyme with this? Let's figure out some Billy Madison. Mop. Slop. <laughs> slop. Oh sloppy man. Joe. And so, anyways, then uh, of course, right, right has to be in there. <laughs> <was so>, <laughs> I was trying to get you surprised on that one. Did I do a good job? Good. Good deal. Yeah, oh, good. that's awesome. Uh, Jay Bird said, or not Jay Bird, excuse me, Adam said, uh, Arkansas, huh, Joe? Yep. He said, I uh, saw. San Antonio's a rough ride, huh? Is that? It's in the future. It is? Is it? It is in okay, the future. Good. Well, let's, I mean, let's make that like summer. Summer 22. Yeah. Let's mark it down, calendar it up. Call it done. And let's make that happen. Okay. I think old, old A Walk is uh, in the midst of uh, moving residents. Okay. They're they're picking up that house, selling it, and maybe not actually picking it up, but you know what I'm saying. And then they're moving, heavy. moving somewhere else. Uh, anyways, uh, I think some of the uh, I think some of the the perils of home ownership has gotten to to them at that house. Uh, like they've they've had it for a long time, or it's been in their possession what for a while, yep. and foundation issues or whatever. Y'all know what happens yeah. whenever you get a house. Like there's yep. there's just yeah. things that it, yeah. build up over time that get to be such a headache. Ultimately, that's the reason why I sold the house uh, or had it sold. Uh, that first house that, that Kelly and I bought right. umpteen years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, just one thing after another kept adding to the list that we couldn't pay to fix. And then, you know, well, then you just can't pay for anything mm-hmm. because it's too much. So you try to do it one piece at a time and then something else breaks, yep. you know. So uh, that, that mortgage game is tough whenever it comes with repairs and everything. So I don't know if they're going to buy another house, you know, maybe something newer, or right. if they're going to go into the rent game. I don't know what they're going to do, but uh, residents will change. And uh, from what I have been told, maybe assured, I don't know if I have been assured this, because uh, uh, there is one person in the equation that disagrees with me as often as possible. So I could be wrong. Like, maybe the sky is red. Mm. I do not know. But uh, I think I'm going to have a room. Like a Joey room in, in Friends. Like yep. in, the, in the TV show Friends, which is excellent television sitcom of our generation. Excellent. Uh, I'm going to have like a, like a Joe Boo room. I, yeah. I think I'm supposed to have like a Joe Boo room over the garage or something like that. Like a little loft. I'm oh, thinking. I'm thinking. Nice. I don't know if that's actually true. Maybe, I'm just, maybe I dreamt it. But... Sounds it sounds nice, so that could be nice. Anyways, that's that's now in San Antonio. I'm thinking that's this summer. I'm thinking Jay Bird's coming too, mm. because music unapologetically right. is waiting for you right. down there. But I also know Joey likes a variety of music as well. Yep. Yeah. So that could be a four way, oh, yeah. highly unapologetic yeah, yeah. music unapologetically episode. I don't know. Yeah, I don't fun. know, Adam. If you're still watching, confirm or deny. 
uh, any and all of those except my room. Leave that uh, as a uh, as a surprise one way or the other. Don't tell me now. I don't want to be disappointed. I just think, though, Adam, if you do do it, you need to get them like one of those little... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you need to get one of those like little... Like how I sidestep that duties? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, like one of those little tykes uh, race car beds. Ooh. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I did, I will, I'll crush it in that. I don't know what I'm crushing, but I'll make sure to crush it. Okay. So, uh, so here's the deal. Um, we have a few things to talk about. First thing we're going to talk about is unwritten rules in sports okay there's a ton of unwritten understood rules in sports but what we're going to do is somehow try to relate them to outside of sports to life to life to dad stuff or to business stuff or whatever okay uh so the first rule this is probably the most widely known sports rule of all in my opinion i think that it is you don't break up the no-no with a bunt. So this is a baseball rule. Mm-hmm. No hitter. Mm-hmm. You don't break up a no hitter. Now I don't know your. I don't know your. You're, you're not a sports guy, right? So going into this, I was fully aware. Good. But we're gonna we're gonna try to parallel this. Well, I mean, I'm not an idiot, right? You know. Well, yeah. I, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know. So I didn't know if you knew that was baseball. Yeah, I did. Okay, no, I did. great. Yeah. Some of these are uh, like lacrosse. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah, you might need I, I had to figure those you out. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyways, but you don't break up a no-no with right. a bunt. Right. So, like, what are we talking about? In baseball, somebody's throwing a no-hitter, and you just you, you bunt. Just to be a jerk? Just to be a jerk to break up the no-hitter. You try to get on base – you know, like ninth inning, nobody's gotten a base hit, and then you're just you just get some wild hair to be just some jerk who bunts just so he can keep whomever out of the stat book, right? Right, out of the history books or whatever, right? So, wh- like, that doesn't sound very nice, right? That I mean, that just sounds like it's one hundred percent selfish, right? Right, it's all about my stats. Now, can't let him have a little glory, right? right? Right now, if you swing and you get a base hit, mm-hmm. then that's that's fair game. Sure, you know you you someone finally bested him. Right, right. Now, here we go. It is Mark it a down. sport, uh huh, which is competitive, uh huh. Right, sure. So they are in a competition. Sure, that one's yeah. trying, one team's trying to beat the other. Right, right. Now, while I understand. You know, that may not determine the outcome of a game, right? Like, we're talking about a record, not the game. Or, right. You know, right. I whatever. mean, if somebody's throwing no hitter, it's likely that that team that's not getting any hits probably losing sure. Sure. at that time. So, you know. Likely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, like, what, what, does that, what does that relate to, like, in the office? I mean, to me, it sounds like the person that does not, you know, maybe they have an issue with somebody else and they, if, if that person they have an issue with begins to succeed, uh, huh. Maybe they don't like that. Uh, maybe they try to uh, spread a little, throw some uh, obstacles in their way, maybe, or okay. Whatever it may be. Right. Okay. But, But that's, that's what it, that's what it sounds like. Okay. Well, speaking of someone not liking somebody and throwing some obstacles in the way, I just watched the movie The Last Duel. Okay. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. Okay. Uh, the, so was it good? The 
the new Vader, you know, not Vader, but Adam Driver. Yeah, yeah, him. Uh, do you like medieval movies? I do. Yeah. Okay. You'll like it because of that. Mm. Have you ever seen? There's a movie about the like a bombing at like the Boston Marathon or something like that, where it, is, it takes like five different perspectives. Yep. Okay. And it the first twenty minutes is, Patriots Day. Yeah. Perspective one. Next twenty minutes goes back to the that same time frame, but it's a new perspective. Mm-hmm. Same basic, mm. same basic time type mm-hmm. of thing, except it uh, you know obviously throws it back into eighteen thirty six France or mm, something like thirteen eighty six. I think it's thirteen eighty six. Yeah, it's a good year too. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> very uh, yeah. very uh, self sufficient mm-hmm. uh, mentality of the people. Like you build it and. And then you eat it, right? <laughs> I mean, like, otherwise you don't eat. You yeah. know, you take care of yourself. But, yeah. anyways, in terms of putting obstacles in the way, I'd, I'd recommend a watch. Okay. Okay. I think you might come away with it saying, "Meh." Would you watch it on? I went to the oh, B and B. Went to the B and B. So, okay. uh, I think uh, was that one uh, ready for the 4D experience? It, well, I, I, what's B and B? Is uh, that the one that I have in Wiley? The one yeah. in Wiley. Oh, that's the one you went to. Yep. Okay. And so, um, anyways, it was um, it was a good movie, but the concept of someone intentionally trying to make somebody stumble uh, because they didn't like the success they were showing or the respect or praise they were getting, blah 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 blah. That there is a a correlation there. Okay. Anyways, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't want this picture because uh, he went to a, a a rival college as I did. I don't want him to get a no hitter against my team. So I'm gonna bunt. I'm gonna be a jerk. Right. Yeah, you don't. You never want to do anything in life despite someone else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and that's all that is in my yeah. like. No, sure. It's it just trying to. It's, it's either trying to spite someone else or it's trying to simply elevate yourself at like the expense at of the others. expense of somebody just else. Being a jerk. Yeah, yeah, absolutely being a jerk. Yeah. Number two, unwritten rule of sports uh, baseball again. If your pitcher hits someone, you gonna get hit too. You gonna get hit too. Uh, like that's that's if you're messing with with my boys, you messing with with my kiddos, right? This this bullet travels a lot faster after 10 p.m. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you, if you're gonna mess, you better be prepared to get messed with. Right, and I think also like you know from the per- other people who didn't do the hit, the, the who aren't the pitcher getting hit. You yeah, know, that that was the old adage: uh, if you run with the dogs, don't complain about getting ticks. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or it might be fleas. I don't know. But it's well, uh, yeah, one or the other. Yeah. Probably both. You know, depending on which yeah. dog you're running with. Fair. You know. So uh, I saw an Eminem interview, and I don't know what this interview was on, or if he's on a podcast, or I don't know what it was. But he's like, they, anybody can say anything they want to say about me. They have that right. You can say, you can trash me, you can put me down, you can say all these things you want to say about me because you have the right to. But know this, I got that right to say something about you all the same. Right. So uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna put it out there, you need to be prepared to take the hit as well. Right. Right. Uh, anyways, unwritten rules in sports. Like this like you don't realize how much life parallels these things have. Uh, s- number three, sitting on I think this is across sports, sitting on the bench when you're not playing. Okay? So you're injured. Mm-hmm. Are you, you better be standing up. Yeah. Well, maybe, well, if you hurt, what if you hurt your leg? Yeah. <laughs> Suck it up, Buttercup. 
I think the adage there is is you should whatever What's wrong with all these right. sissies being raised today? Yeah. No, no, no. But, but whatever you do, be engaged. Yeah, be at the game. Be yep. there. Be supportive. Be with your team. Stand up. It ain't about you, right? It's about the team, right? And so uh, I, there was a picture of LeBron and somebody else who were wearing a suit during a game uh, because they were out with an injury. They were sitting on the bench. Uh, how many times do you see uh, – this is something I don't like unless they are injured, like in the course of the game. I don't like when a pitcher gets out of the game and they go into the clubhouse. Mm. I don't like that. Like, stay out, ice your arm because you can do that in the dugout. Maybe run to the clubhouse, get the ice boat. You better, but come on back. You better right. be engaged in the game. Right. Uh, but I can't stand the fact that, oh, my job's done. I'm out. See you later. And uh, that's actually addressed in, uh, in, uh, uh, Major League Two. I don't know if you've seen Major League Two with uh, uh, Charlie Sheen. He's uh, good movie. What uh, Wild Thing, Rick Wild mm. Thing Vaughn, and oh, yeah. uh, and what and in Major League Two he pitches and he's terrible at the beginning of the season. Like he just has a horrible start to a season, and he pitches for like one inning and gets pulled because it's garbage. And then next thing you know, he's in a suit and tie downtown, and he's going to a restaurant. And the the guy's like, I thought you were pitching tonight. He's like, Oh, I already did. And that, and the game's still going, and he's out with his girlfriend or whatever at a bar or a restaurant. And I'm just sitting like, Okay, the message message is received, right? You you don't you're you're too good to be part of the team, right? You know. And as a coach, a lot of these things hit me pretty hard because uh, they don't they're not always sport specific. I mean, they are from the standpoint of where the unwritten rule derived from. But number one, don't be a jerk for the sake of being a jerk at someone else's. Experience. Like, don't just do that. Uh, you you might you're gonna reap what you sow. Number two, right? Support your team. My biggest thing is when my kids in in soccer, when we score a goal and nobody on the bench cheers. That happened last year at the beginning of the year, and it walked all over me. Mm. Like, your team just scored in a game where one goal could be the outcome, could be the winner. Yeah. Uh, show them a little excitement, right? right? right. Want to be here. Yeah. You know, I get that you want to be on the field, but there's only 11 spots, and I got 20 of you. No, it, it's just not possible. Anyways, uh, be supportive. Be engaged. Don't be... You know, don't be a jerk. Well, also don't be well, self. Don't be self-serving. It's That's also be one. prepared. You know what I mean? Because like, especially in sports, next man up. You yeah. never know when your name's going to get called. Absolutely. So yeah. So if you're not engaged, you're not paying attention. You're not going to be able to contribute. That's right. That's right. So this has nothing. This isn't specifically about injuries. That was just the picture that was shown. Yep. Yeah. I mean, if you're a backup, uh, be in. Be engaged, ready to go. Know what the person who's playing up against your guy is. I'm talking soccer now. Right. right. If you're in the same, if you're going to be defending this guy, you better be knowing what he's doing in case our guy who's in that turn goes mm -hmm. down. You better know what he's about to about to throw at you. Uh, number four, kick the ball when it's uh, kick the ball out when someone's injured. This is soccer specific. Uh, I saw a video of a guy who catches the ball. Uh, he was on offense. He was in the opposing team's goal box, so he's trying to score. And the goalie, like, runs out, kicks the ball, but it goes, like, straight up in the air, and they have a perfect opportunity to score with nobody in the net. But he's writhing in pain, and the opposing team, who's about to kick it in, 
One of the forwards catches it, which you don't, you know, don't touch the ball with your hands, right? Catches it and throws his hands up. Go check on them. Go check on him, right? Like we ain't gonna score because someone made a play that caused him to basically probably be done for the season. Right. That type of injury, or right. or possibly could. Now, I get the potential thing in soccer where somebody goes down and then they they're writhing in pain and then they get up walk off jog off the field or jog to their position or whatever there's a huge stoppage of time so that's probably a difficult uh uh tightrope to walk how do you know when they're faking it how do you know when they're when they're for real i think it's very obvious when someone is writhing in in literal pain yeah i had a kid break his uh his tibia uh, tibia is the lower leg tibia one of the lower legs yeah, mm-hmm. down by the ankle two kids came in feet first at each other and my kid's kid, uh, leg broke I have never seen an indention in a leg like that mm-hmm. in my life it mm-hmm. it made me a little yeah. queasy anyways but this kid obviously rolling around holding his leg like just has no idea what to do where he's at and is just in mm-hmm. absolute tears uh Whereas somebody who just kind of rolls their ankle a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe gets hit in the head or something like that. Uh, ah, a little uh, head injury. Yeah, you know? not that big deal. Yeah, <laughs> Walk it off. <laughs> well, like this Sunday, though, like a uh, similar um, situation happened, like on the field from the standpoint of like J.J. Watt stopped mm-hmm. to try to get uh, old Cleveland's quarterback. Mayfield? Mayfield some help because after he, you know, he got hit, he could tell something was wrong. Yeah. Okay, so uh, but JJ Watt hit him, right? Yeah, but okay. I think. Well, no, but I mean, <laughs> what I'm saying though is he I didn't think, he didn't stop before he hit him yeah. because he was already hurt. No, but he it's hit him and caused him to be hurt. Well, I think it's sportsmanship, you know. That's fair. That's right. that's what this is. Yeah, be a good sport about whatever. Uh, Adam here. So many great lessons can be learned and use sports to prepare kids for life. Absolutely, no doubt. But uh, mm-hmm. these right here, I don't think these were developed in kids sports. These were developed in right. big time money on the line sports. And so I don't think that there is a stoppage of when you can learn lessons from sports. Absolutely, when you're raising the kids. Absolutely, yeah, I mean, it's great he's, for them and their development. But absolutely. I think though that like some of this stuff though, like you would find it more prevalent in youth sports. Because kids in their innocence, yeah, oftentimes can teach the greatest lessons. Oh, absolutely! I don't. I one hundred percent agree with you. Uh, if they are, if they learn these things early on, they will carry with them yep. throughout yeah. their life. Yeah. Uh, number five, golf. Don't walk across the green. Don't walk across the green. Don't step on the grass. Yeah, Sam. Yeah, don't walk across the green. Uh, this. This is a thing. You, most people wear cleats in golf. Just uh, not cleats, but kind of cleats. They're not very deep, but they do provide a little bit of grab on in the in the turf. And so, uh, anyways, it prevents it, it creates little divots as you walk, right? Uh, that to me, that's don't intentionally. I mean, it's similar to number one. Don't intentionally put things in the way of of people who you're in competition with. You know, just just cause, right? I think that's very similar to number one. Number six, uh, don't steal when you're winning by a lot. Another baseball one. Like, if you're winning by ten runs. I mean, play it safe. No. Play it safe or, or like, saying, like, 
you're trying not to run up the score. That's it. That's it. Uh, Ooh, that's a tough one for yeah. me. Well, okay, so at what point in time is running up the score uh, basically just you're trying to exert your dominance well, I mean, as opposed like, to they already see it? Well, like when you bring in your B team. Uh-huh. You do that. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've seen this, like, specifically in sports. I saw this myself uh, with a team I played on um, outside of school, like uh, Garland Gators. And then I also saw this uh, several times with uh, Jordan and Jackson's soccer club, Pachuca, where it's not it's not the, the player's fault if you're going up against a population of people that aren't in the same league. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's nothing yeah, against sure. – like if a kid is going to school and they're, they're practicing hard five days a week, six days a week, they come to show up to play, uh-huh. telling them they can't play. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily show the right message. Either. Okay, so here's the message. This is the this is not, maybe not the message, but this is how you put it into effect. You don't ever tell them to quit playing. You just tell them to quit uh, pouring it on. Okay, so in base- oh yeah, if make cha- if, yeah challenging them to uh, to to, get, to do more to get that goal to do to, less to get more do more. He's, to, no, no, he's no. saying you 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 want to challenge them to do more like in soccer. Okay. Like when you okay. You can't make a shot on goal uh-huh. until we've had like eight consecutive touches. Absolutely, something like that. Right. Uh, in baseball, you go one base at a time. Yeah. So like, if you get a a multi like a a, a extra base hit, you, you don't you, you don't take your extra yeah. base. So you do a little less. Right. You yep. you're working equally as as hard, but you're doing less. And I think we're kind of saying the same thing. Yeah, but, but I think like in life though, like in, in in business and whatnot, I think that that premise right there can be challenging. It's not about doing it dirty, but like, oftentimes in life you don't have like to get to the you don't necessarily you can't always take your foot off the gas. Sure, I but know you, that Adam's probably fixing to. But you can hit me with the University <laughs> of Texas. But uh, you slam can right now. exhibit humility. Yes, and that's what this is. Well. Right. It's it is exhibiting some humility, knowing that you are far and above better than this team, or at least in this day sure. you are, and you are not intentionally trying to make them look bad. So this here is under- it's a classy thing to do. Absolutely, it's understanding yep. what you have, what your capabilities are, and not right. rubbing it in somebody's right. face. Right. So in I mean in business, uh, okay, yeah, understand that you're making millions of dollars on your own business. But at what point in time is rubbing that in somebody's face? Man, look at me, man. You're just you're making pennies. You're just barely scratching along. You should have joined me a long time ago. But look at you. No, no, no. You want to do your own thing? You would have had this fat stack. Blah 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 blah. Right? You're now you're just rubbing it in, making it you know, some kind of a situation where it doesn't have to be. Right? You got to be able to exhibit humility. I think the more humility you exhibit the more you'll be exalted or praised or, or lifted up or whatever the words are. So we can uh, all use to be well, more, humble, more humble. Yeah. yeah. Uh, humility is something that nobody like teaches their kids anymore yeah. uh, on a large scale. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, well, it's not a characteristic that's um, popular that's shown. Yeah. Exhibited yeah. or portrayed. I should say yeah. portrayed probably the best. It's, it's not cool to be humble. Yeah. No, this opinion. is a TikTok. I mean, I gen- think it's great. I think it's extremely cool to be humble. Personally. But it's a TikTok generation. I mean, there's literally millions upon millions of people who are doing everything humanly possible. 
like to get likes to get their five seconds of fame. Right. Yeah. yeah, look at me, look at me, look at me. Yeah. me. Which yeah. probably sounds yeah. ironic as on Facebook Live right now podcasting. Yeah, I look. I'm not ever. I'm not ever. But, yeah, I look to see how many people like it, and then it's only like six. Um, yep. Okay, right. cool. Moving on. I'm yeah. Next next time, maybe yep. it'll hit next time. Yep. Who cares? I'm doing this because right. I enjoy it, and I think that it's enjoyable. Right. Hey, I think you know, we. I think we have good conversations. Us to see each other way more right. than we have. Right. Yep. Right. 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 <laughs> Told you. <laughs> well, no, I mean, some of the why well, we were talking a little bit beforehand, uh-huh. you know, just the different things that have happened during and come from this venture over the course of oh, fixing to be our third birthday. Yeah. November 26, uh, three year birthday. old AJM. That's awesome. Um, yeah. It's been it's been so much more about the time spent together, the time spent with friends, the reconnecting with people, uh-huh. you know, absolutely. And, uh, and you know, you can't get that unless you're intentional about it. Right. Yep. And the other, I mean, in, in comparison, you can't get the humility unless you're intentional about it. Nobody is humble by accident. Right. Right. They have to be intentional in order to try to achieve some version of humility. Uh, the issue with that is issue we talked about today just if you're if you're out looking for those likes, if you're out looking for see me, see me, yep. you're no longer being intentional about the humility. You're being intentional about getting that praise, right? And I think we have to be intentional about being okay with flying under that radar, right? You know, at least for most of the things in our life. If we're trying to make a lot of money in a business, maybe we got to fly over the radar. Well, or, you know, or right in it. <laughs> well, you know, I think there's just. As you get older, more mature, uh huh. You know, um, you've lived more life. Yep. I think it, it's it's much more fulfilling. Yeah. Like when you do certain things anonymously. Yeah. Absolutely. Nobody, nobody even knows about it. You don't have absolutely. to tell nobody nothing. It's just it, it's it's the purest form, I think, of doing something for someone right. else. Yep. Uh, next uh, number seven was uh, was in the same vein. Adam, uh, Adam. Donnell said, don't run it up. That's that's the very next one on the list. Don't run up a score, but that's the same purpose of not stealing, not just doing extra for the sake of doing extra when you're already in the lead. Uh, but uh, the next one here is uh, number eight and number nine. I believe these are in similar veins. Number one, don't talk to the pitcher during a no-hitter. Let him stay focused. Let him deal with his demons, whatever he he's needs his, to deal he's with. In his groove. That's right. Let him deal with them the way he needs to deal with them. And number nine, don't talk to another player's golf ball during a during a game of golf. Don't talk to another player's. I got to tell you, the next time that. I go golfing with you, I'm probably going to talk to your golf ball only because I yeah. didn't know that was a thing. Right. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, I did come across this one thing. I I didn't know wizards. Do you exist. name golf balls? No, no, no. I okay. don't name them. But like if you Wilson would like to, or Dunlap or oh, they have names on them. I know, but like you're talking to someone else's. Oh, I'm, do you address it by name? Oh, like, like I do know. I say? Oh, okay. Listen here, Beverly. If you don't get in yeah. this hole right here, uh, me and you were done. I have a buddy that's pretty <laughs> avid golfer. I'm gonna have like. Yeah. Did you know that rule? I did not know that. Okay, I, it was new okay. to me. Okay. Now there's okay. there's several people who like <clears throat> talk, uh, and and wish good on to somebody else's shot like if they hit it they're like draw 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 be right? a good little ball and go in the yeah, hole yeah 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 <laughs> don't you, you disappoint do your man right. you got who is your golf ball <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, who's a good little ball? Just anyways, I found that hole. I found that found wizards exist. Okay, I found out that wizards exist. I did not know this. Okay, I thought it was just something in in movies and cinema. Okay, what kind of wizards? Well, I don't know, but a man tried to rob a bank after paying five hundred dollars to a wizard to make him invisible. Okay, he got caught. Uh, so you really got to watch out for those uncertified wizards. I'm just saying. That's legit. Uh, well, I think the story's legit. Wow. But oh. uh, the the meme here mm. was captioned by mm. Corey Holmes mm. okay. uh, on the Facebook. Uh, you really got to watch out for those uncertified wizards. Right. <laughs> you better right. check out first. Right. Make sure he's got a certificate right. before he tries to make you invisible. Anyways, uh, but I'm yeah, so no, f- if I'm going to consult a wizard before I go play golf next time. Uh, if anybody tries to talk to this ball, you make sure this ball does not hear them. I'm still fascinated yeah. by this. Now you're going to have to test that when you play with your brothers next. Yeah. You need to just start talking to their ball and see if yeah. they react. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go over and walk to him and be like, "Hey, buddy, how you doing? <laughs> I know you want to bogey this hole right here because you know I'm trying to beat him." No, I think you need to go to a hostel. <laughs> oh, oh, with yeah. with my guns yeah. blazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get out of here, What's ball. Up, punk. Yeah, <laughs> you're a little piece of garbage. <laughs> don't go get. Que pasó, niño? You gonna go in the lake? <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Anyways. Uh, number 10, don't walk the golf ball into the hole. Mm. When you putt, I don't know how many times, I don't know if you've seen any highlights <laughs> or whatever, they're putting, they think they got the line, and they're uh, like, ba-boom, shooter uh, McGavin or whatever, and then the ball <laughs> lips out, and they're like, okay, okay. Now, you putt, and then you watch it from where you putt it from, and you hope it goes in, and mm-hmm. when it does, after the drop, then you can walk to pick it out of the hole. Absolutely, you do not. That's to me. That's some kind of karma. Yeah. Right. You're just. You're. You're just getting. Tempting it. That's right. That's right. Oh, I got this. I'm next hole. Mm. Right. You're already looking. That's kind of like looking at the next opponent. Right. Before you're done with this one. Right. right. If you're, yeah. if you're looking cocky. at hole 14, mm-hmm. when you're walking the ball into 13, yeah. you're probably gonna have to putt one more time. That does sound very shooter McGavin esque. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No. You gotta. You gotta follow through. Yeah. Absolutely. Take care of the current thing on the agenda. Yep. Stop right. trying to jump forward. I mean, things you can't be things shooting for the next for reason, hole before right? you get in the first one. That's right. There's a there's an order to things. Right. Take care of things the way they're meant to be taken care of. Uh, number eleven. Don't say what you're putting for. This is mine, and this may be more of a superstition than a rule. Don't say what you're putting for if it's better than par. Oh, I think that's kind of like the. Um, I think it's a superstition. Under like pro- I'm not, I'm not really superstitious. I'm just a little stitious. Mm. Like in, in business, it's it's you say under promise, over deliver. Yeah. Never over commit to anything. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. you always you always want to be able to come in over top as opposed to coming yeah. underneath that expectation. Yeah. You set. Absolutely. So I was in Plainview playing a little golf tournament, and uh, I was it was before the tournament. We were playing a, a practice round. And I was there with both my brothers and one other guy, and the guy brought his family around, and they were everybody was was playing the the game, and uh and we teed off on a short par four. It was like two hundred and sixty yard par four, and that's about how far I drive the ball, and I drove the ball about ten feet from the hole, and it's a par four. That means I'm putting for eagle. Yeah, my my mouth is shut. It is zipped. Right. There is nothing coming out of my mouth but everything coming into my mind. Mm-hmm. And I know what I'm putting for. 
Right. And I get up there, and two, three of them. You ever got that eagle before? <laughs> Man, how many eagles you gotten? Right. None. Shut up. Right. Missed it. And I I don't know if I birdied it. I may have even parted. Yeah. I may have had to three-putt that sucker. But I was so pissed when they did that. Because mm-hmm. they know better. Sure. They know better. Anyways, again, maybe more of a superstition. But I don't think you I don't think you should be saying what is about to happen. You just let it let it be. Let it be. Uh in uh in ping pong, this is a, a game based on uh uh kind of chivalry, uh or chivalrousness, uh, a gentleman's way of winning a game. Wing wong you don't ping pong in ping pong. Like professional ping pong teaching chong. Yeah, like like professional table tennis. Okay. You never win a game eleven to zero. Why? You always concede a point. Really? To not not to show respect to your rivals, which is number thirteen. But okay, I'm I'm having a hard time with that. So one. that one, that's like the, that's like in baseball saying, you know what? Uh, I can't have a no hitter. I need to go ahead. And no, 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 no. I think that's no. I think that's like that football game back in the 1910s or whatever, where it was like 222 to nothing. Or but the six or whatever it was. That's not the player's fault. That's the official's fault. They but should have called it. The logic of it, it is just like the logic of buildings, uh-huh. taller buildings, uh-huh. that skip like the floors go from 12 to 14. Why is that? Right? Or if you're in a hotel, because it's unlucky 13, 13. I don't know. Yeah, there's like, not, go, there's go, not go a 13. Like, there's not a 13th floor. Yeah. Like, and so maybe, I believe and like in, in, in some places there are, but but they're not. Like there are a lot of places where there aren't. So okay, I'm okay, say, okay. Let me make my point, okay. please. Is that if you are in a building like that that doesn't uh-huh. have a 13th floor and uh-huh. you're standing on the 14th floor, uh-huh. you're staying on the 13th. floor. Yeah, it has 13th floor. Okay, yeah. Like you're still staying on the 13th floor. Uh-huh. It yeah. just doesn't say 13. Yeah. Percep- yeah, perception is reality. So, hey, he really smoked you. Yeah. Listen, everybody knows. Listen, everybody I'm not knows saying that a point that, got conceded. I'm not saying that. That right, I just fully support it, like one hundred percent. But I, I mean, get where did it. Tennis come from what? Where I don't get it though. From? Like what? How? Where, what's I don't know where it came from. It came from somebody who but put like, like a racket together with a ball and what? A net. What is like what? Where is that applicable? What do you mean? Like how is that a life lesson? Not to shut someone out. Oh, I think it's just uh to sh- just to show some respect to your opponent. Just some, I mean, because in in this game, this game is very difficult. Oh yeah, to win eleven to nothing. Well, I was gonna say, especially I'm not if very, you're equally matched. Well, I mean, I'm not very good at it. So if I ever was up eleven nothing on somebody, I'm gonna yeah. go ahead and close that out. Yeah, no, I get it. I understand. I'm but gonna this be is, really happy. This was also suggested at the like the elite level, the, oh, the okay. most competitive level. Don't go out of your way to embarrass someone, type of thing. Right. Okay. Uh, also, if you think about who who plays ping pong mostly, you're talking Asian descent. I, I I don't know if that's where it came from, but that's who you see a lot of times. Yeah, I think it's There's, more popular in in some of the the, the uh, Asian continent, right. like some, you know what I mean. Absolutely, countries. boys from Alabama like to play it too. Yeah, oh, it's so much fun. We got one. We got a, a, a table in the warehouse at Dallas Golf. Yeah, and when I say warehouse, I mean twenty foot ceilings, right. and so we were. We were undercutting that ball, making it loop and stuff. I and mean, we were doing some stuff that I've only seen on ESPN and stuff because I didn't truly think it was possible. 
mm-hmm. off of my paddle, and it was pretty slick. I'm just, just saying. I was just talking. I was talking about Forrest Gump. Oh, okay. Boys from Alabama. Oh, okay. I like uh, I like Jeff's that's approach to, with the water burger. Canceled by the way. <laughs> what? Jeff likes to leave one bite of the water burger, triple cheeseburger, uh-huh. in respect to the rapper. Yeah, I like yeah. that, Jeff. Okay. Okay. Listen, listen. It is what it is. I come across it in my search. Okay. Uh, respect your rivals, number thirteen. I think that to me that's one of the most uh, necessary things to do in sports. Because once you take that rival for granted, they're going to jump up and beat you. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, this this was a lesson I had to learn, or I, I, I knew the lesson. I had to t- try to teach it to the first varsity soccer team I had. They were looking at a team that we were about to play. Everybody was beating them seven to nothing. And so it was the last game of a tournament. We were about to drive home from San Antonio. And I went to the other coach who uh, – who put the tournament on, and I said, listen, this team here, we're going to smoke them. And I know that that's going to happen. I need a gut check, a reality check for my team. And so he had another team come in uh, from Bernie right down the road in San Antonio, and they they put a whooping on us, 3-0. to zero. <laughs> But my whole team came in thinking, we're about to win a game 7-8 to nothing, and this other team came up. They had 13 guys, including their goalie. So they had, like, two subs. And I had 25 guys on the bench. So I had several fresh legs, all kinds of stuff. I had I had a crazy amount of seniors that had college potential. And they decided to try to showboat, try to put it on them, and not play soccer, but play individual sports. And they got whooped by a team that played cohesively. And I just... I was like, hmm, I guess you can't take somebody for granted just because they maybe look smaller than you right. or something like that. And so uh, same, th- same thing kind of happened in district. They're like, oh, coach, we're going to beat Lakeview. And I was like, you know what? We ain't even going to look past Lakeview because they will beat us if we don't put it to them right now. So we're going to practice to beat them, and then we'll practice to beat the next team after that game is done with. But you respect your rivals. When you don't, that's whenever you lose or that's whenever you get – maybe one of the biggest lessons in sports which is just you don't you don't look to the to the you end of the season don't count your chickens you don't count your chickens absolutely which kind of brings me to the old cowboys okay a little bit we need to stop saying super bowl we hadn't even gotten to a, an NFC championship game yet in like 25 years so let's let's look at 6 and 1 Let's try to be 6-1 and one when we come back from the bye week in two weeks. Then let's look to try to be either 7-1 and one or 6-2, and two, right? Let's look to put a whooping on the next team we play. And if we get to the Super Bowl, let's talk Super Bowl. But you got to respect your rivals. If you're already saying Super Bowl, you're, that, means, that means you've already beaten Tom Brady because he's in the same conference as you. You're already beating Aaron Rodgers and he's in the same conference as you. You're already beating... Uh, well, Russell Wilson's hurt, but he may come back. He's in the same conference as you. You've already beaten all these guys who have rings, have skins on the wall, and you're already saying, we got them. And the only veteran quarterback we've played against that we uh, that we played against so far, outside veteran quarterback greater than uh, six years' experience like Dak has, the only veteran quarterback we played against we lost. We played the Rams? 
played the Ra- That was the Rams or the Chargers? That was oh, the Chargers. Oh, the Chargers, yeah. Yeah. Never. Everybody's been one, like, brand new in the league yeah. up to four years in the league. Yeah. And we beat them, but we lost to the one who's been in 20 years, and he's, like, 55 years old. So, but we, all I'm we saying, did, though, like we we, we, we competed, score, we did score the most points on the arguably the greatest coach of all time. Okay, okay, but he's got a, He's got an offense that's still learning. He's got every pieces he's still putting together because. I know, but that's a defense thing, though. Well, yeah, but if the offense allows us uh, doesn't doesn't score to reciprocate, then we don't have to put a ton of points against that defense. You know what I'm saying? No, no, I'm saying I think that that's that's a testament to him being a defensive coach. I think what what made that significant was is that he's arguably one of the greater greatest coaches of all time. Yeah, he's one of the greatest defensive minds. Sure, no, no question time. about yeah, that. So to be a team that scored more points on him than anyone else has, agreed. I think that's, that's great. Pretty neat. I think that's great. I I don't think that game should have gone into overtime. Uh, no, my uh, my golf coach at school said it was an ugly win. And everybody else that I heard said it was one of the best wins in this season so far. It was an ugly win, but it was good from the perspective of it's going to pay dividends later on in the season. If we're going to be successful at a higher level later on, we have to have wins like this. We have to fight through those type of wins. Absolutely. So, uh, anyways, but you don't look down the road. I mean, you hope for down the road, but you don't sit down and lock it in. Oh, yeah. That's the beauty of being a fan. Absolutely. You can say stupid, crazy stuff. Well, sure, absolutely. But yeah, if any, if anybody on the team actually were to publicly say, yeah, like real deal, Super Bowl, we're right. calling it. They would. Need Dak to be Prescott benched. already did. Right. He told Tom Brady after the Tom Brady beat him, "We're gonna see you again." When they don't see him again in the regular season, which means we're gonna see you again in the postseason. He already said it. I'm well, saying that, that's, from a coach. That's, that's well, that's a little different. But it's it is, that's but it's po- not. That's, that's also a positive affirmation. But it's also Goodness. the micro. It's also not the. It's also you're under the microscope, and everything you say gets blasted. Therefore, whether it's in private, him and Brady talking. If there's a camera nearby, if there's a microphone nearby, it don't matter the privacy you think you have. It is now public, and you have declared it. Therefore, you're already saying that I, I get it. I get it. He's a competitor. He knows yeah. Brady has the chance of being there because he's been he's done it for 20 years or whatever it is. I get it, and he wants to see him again. And he's coming up at, with a competitor's mindset. You know what? You got the best of us today, but you're going to see us again. You know, and And he means this year, and I get it. But from and I think the problem with all this stuff, all the things I, I talk about, Dak and all this other stuff, is that I see so many things from like a coach's perspective. What to fix? Not I, I praise the good. He's played well. But at the same time, I see so many people elevating one player out of a when a team is put together finally that is playing so super well. I, I, I think that what I see, mm-hmm. I see that a lot of people are being elevated. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Zeke is getting... I think Diggs is being is, elevated. ...is getting some, some elevation for finally starting to perform again. Uh-huh. I think um, Pollard is getting a lot of recognition. Sure. For, you know, he's leading the league with uh, with yards after for each carry. Sure. Or yards Something after like contact. That. Yeah. Yards after contact but Diggs, is probably what it is. Obviously getting a lot of credit. Yeah. Uh, Parsons 
is getting a lot of credit right now. Sure, absolutely. You know, the whole I apologize for of, taking this in this. No, the, no, the whole no. adage of you know, uh, don't stop asking me, stop asking my position. I just play football. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of people. I receive in core. So my my biggest problem with where we're at right now, and I think I've said this before. I know for sure I said it last night, is that we have been let down for 25 years. Well, yeah, we're going to get let down again. Since 1995, we have been we have been hopeful. I think rightfully hopeful at times when when Romo was at his best. There have been several times where we won the division, bypassed that that wild card game or whatever. Maybe we're the best in the in the NFC. Maybe got a buy or, or close to it. Right? We were super close to being the top of the. Of the well, conference. We should have been in at least two Super Bowls. We were officially robbed of one. Okay. And that, that is what it is. And so, but we've had so much disappointment that I'm sitting back thinking, let's have weekly, weekly uh, success before we try to claim some kind of superiority over the rest of the league. But see, right. I think that fan bases, that superiority doesn't go away even when your team sucks. Like, you got to think about it. Th- take the Cubs, Oh, for it does. Last year, Cowboys fans were silent. But no, but think about the Cubs. Think about the Cubs, right? What the, about a huge, it? huge fan following. Okay. People love the Cubs. They go cheer for the Cubs. The Chubs went, the Chubs. Chubs. The Cubs went how long without the, wearing the, the World Nick Series? The Chubs. Yeah, he's a running back for the Cleveland Browns. But you know what I mean? Like had that people still people still love and support the Rangers, even though yeah. they suck and nothing's ever going to happen until Jeff Daniels is gone. Absolutely, because he's completely screwed everything every time. So, right. you know, I, I think that's the case. Yeah, but the people are still. I mean, the Browns fans still love the Browns. I don't know how. Right, but I think but that. They do. But I think what you what you see is. And I could be wrong because I'm not in those fan bases, but at the same time, you don't see people when Browns were winning like two games a year, they weren't projecting Super Bowl wins. No, but from a Dallas Cowboys fan base with the history this organization's had, this is the most hands off Jerry Jones has been. Absolutely. This is the probably I would say arguably the most talented, promising roster we've had since the nineties. <sighs> okay. Complete though, okay. We're make, we're making we're making game changing plays on special teams again, uh-huh. defense uh-huh. again, and we have a defense we can root for. I'm yeah. excited about our defense. Absolutely, now. I think that I think the defense is more to credit for our success than any offensive player that we have right now, because we are getting the reason why offense right now is producing the way that it's producing is because we are getting like three to four extra possessions a game. Therefore, we have how many more yards to put on. Also, the O-line, you, you talked about the O-line. Turnovers is also keeping us in the game because we are not capitalizing on red zone opportunities. We're, settled, we're back to settling for field goals. Well, okay, yeah. So, so turn, we're getting turnovers. That's defense. That's giving yes, us those extra possessions. Yes, yeah, we're agreeing. And so we're not, we're not converting in the, in the red zone the way we should. Most of right. the touchdowns that we have that are passing touchdowns are over 20 yards, which is great, but it's also – it's, in my opinion, that's exactly half of the receiver's responsibility to run with the ball or to make the right uh, route and, and get away from the defender. You've got to have a ball thrown to him, but you've got to make the catch and run after the catch as well. There's, 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 you've got to have both those things firing. How many, uh, 
what there was a drop pass. I forget what game it was. There was a drop pass. Um, the ball just the ball just didn't get there, and it we got a there was a uh, pass interference call. It happened last week, but I don't know if it was the Cowboys. The ball was just underthrown, and fortunately the receiver stopped and the defender ran through him. But it was a terribly thrown ball, and they got lucky, right? Uh, you got to have a little luck in this season that we have right now, but at the same time. Uh, that was a very potentially pick off, picked off throw. If you, the defender was playing, paying attention. But, but did you attention. say that Brett Favre is arguably one of the greater quarterbacks that's ever played? <sighs> Top ten of all time. Statistically, like yards, because he he has like the most yards or the most touchdowns thrown ever, or something like Super that. Super Bowls, accomplishments. He only has games. like one Super Bowl or two. He doesn't have many. No, and length no, of time he played till the age. He I would played, say his I mean, longevity made him a whole lot like Nolan Ryan. <sighs> like longevity, there's something to be said for longevity. Well, yeah, right. Yeah, there's also but, something to be said for longevity and championships. But my point is, is like he was somebody who who people considered to be an elite quarterback. He's someone who people think is in the top upper echelon of quarterbacks. That's true. The guy threw. A whole bunch of picks. That's true. He he like has the league record yeah, for, for interceptions. Yeah, and like like Pat Mahomes, mm-hmm. he's thrown more interceptions in the past couple of games than he did the whole last season. I he's uh, not absolutely. He's having no, a down I'm, year so right, far. But would it be fair criticism for people to be like, oh, Pat Mahomes sucks? Chiefs right. better ba- Chiefs, you better dial it back a little bit. Your boy's trash. He's gone now. No, he's because nobody. he has three he's, seasons of. He's no longer elite. He has three seasons of of success. At a very high uh, mode, and this is his fourth season. Like he has known nothing but success, and now he's getting slapped in the face with a little failure. Dak has not known success, and now what's happening is they're claiming they're claiming elite. When I think it's maybe just breakthrough season. Well, the thing of it is, which is, is a different thing. When you look at things like when we look at. Um, what what uh, what determines somebody going into a Pro Bowl? What does so, determine somebody getting an All Decade status? What does it determine somebody uh, going into a to Hall of Fame? Statistics sure. and accomplishments are two fairly significant uh, measuring sticks. Sure, they got to generally have both. I'd say one right. of the exceptions to that's Dan Marino. Did Dan Marino have Super Bowl? I don't think he, he did does. not win one, but he had a perfect season, the only perfect season. Right. Um, he has uh, he has s- several successful playoff runs that just just came up short. Yeah. Right. Um, like my point is is Adam said it really well. He said, like, listen, I, I put hashtag Dak sucks as the very first thing on my post because, in my opinion, it's equally as of a hyperbole as Dak's elite. It's it's an equal hyperbole right now. I think people have said I've heard a lot of people talk about he's playing at an, an elite level. He's I've heard playing, that. He's I've playing, heard that lately. He's playing like an elite quarterback. I don't think if anyone's ready to crown him as the my the, biggest the most elitist. So I can't stand listening to announcers when they're when we're watching the Cowboys because they are praising Dak for how good he is, and he like the very next play he thro- he underthrows or he throws a pick. And I'm sitting back like, maybe that's just coincidental. But I'm sitting back thinking, 
pump the brakes a little bit. Like, calm it down. He's gonna. He's fallible. They, they very say, fallible. Right they now. say that. They, but those announcers will say things about Carson Wentz, which I think is laughable. I think Carson Wentz is so. A I was watching. I was watching that Tom Brady uh, Cowboy game, like the uh, yeah. Bucks, and it was it was Chris Collinsworth. So it wasn't a homer. Well, first and, of all, he, Chris Collinsworth might be the most annoying painful person to listen to. Annoying on announcer. the face of the the planet, next to Al Michaels. Oh, you don't like either one of them. I hate. I hate. I think Al Michaels is significantly better than Chris Collinsworth. I can't stand it. In my opinion, announcer. the only people I want to hear announcing a game. Troy and Buck. Troy and Buck. Unless I got a lot of people that hot sports opinion. Joe unless, Buck is garbage as an announcer. I got. I love. I Troy, know a lot of hot sports opinion. But I really wish they'd put Troy and Moose together. I like. I like listening to Moose call a game too. Okay, so but they're not going to do that because they're not going to have two color guys on there. I know that, but I'm just saying. Anyways, we got off. We got off on a tangent, and I need to get in. I need well, to. Well, this might be. Uh, this could could potentially. Yeah. Be a preview. Of what's to come this new season because uh-huh. we have an annual tradition. We do. Currently, Adam Walker of the Highly Unapologetic yep. is 0-2 when when doing a football halftime show prediction of playoff teams and Super Bowl winners. I mean, should we, I think we have to call it two, t- two times. Two-time. Undefeated. Halftime show. Champions. Champions. Of the so, world. Uh, that's right. That's I right. Mean, it's on the locker. It's on the locker. The this was last year. Old Joe Cook here. Mm-hmm. We took the current standings at week eight or nine, yeah. mm-hmm. and we said who's going to be the division winners, who's going to be the one seed, two seed, three seed, and we just had to make the predictions. And a lot of them are set, or set from a standpoint of it's really hard for this the will other be, people. I think this year's going to be. A lot of fun because it's a longer season, uh-huh. additional buys, yep. and the injuries have just been insane. Oh, insane. But anyway, so Joe correctly picked the Super Bowl champion of last year. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And also uh, super close on the score Yeah, to my recollection. Like two, three points off oh, on the wow. total score. Wow. Super close. The previous year, the old Joe Boo mm. successfully picks the champion and one or two points away. Yeah, the from sco- the score. I think you got one of the scores right. Actually, I may have gotten that score right. It may yeah, have been exact. It was. It was pretty uh, exact from the standpoint of who played in the Super Bowl, who yeah. won the Super Bowl, and, and what the, their total score was. It was super yeah. close. It was I mean, very it close. Was, uh, I maybe messed up on a who got into the playoffs, right? But I didn't mess up on who advanced type right. of thing. And and so the before you go on, but the uh, the stakes are whichever. Whichever show mm-hmm. wins this halftime show, <clears throat> the other show makes a trip Got and is you. on is guest on that Got show. You. So which Adam, which is why Adam was here, which is why Adam was here for it. The first time we just did it, mm-hmm. right? We we didn't have any history. We just said, no. you know what, we're gonna do this. I got a I got a laminator. We're gonna laminate. We're gonna put it down. So no. in permanent marker, and we're gonna put it up on the board, and we're gonna pay attention when Super Bowl time comes. And so Adam's like, all right, whoever whoever wins, you coming on down. Mm-hmm. And so I won. And so he came on down. And so Chris Moyer, uh, Chris was with us in the uh, Jeopardy episode. Mm-hmm. He came and, and joined us for for that thing as well. And he his is up here somewhere, and I think his was like, he was over in all of it because it's garbage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, old Joe won here, which means Adam now owes oh. a trip up here to Dallas okay. to record with the Joes and for halftime show Season and right. they opened up a Pluckers 
in Allen. Did they? Yeah. Come on. Yep. Come on. Mark it down. Mark it down. Oh, Adam is a big Pluckers fan. Oh, is he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You like Pluckers? Yeah. yeah. I go to that it's, Pluckers. Do you? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we go. Jay Bird, be on the show. That whole, that whole area around Allen is so cool, man. Yeah. We've been we've yeah. been going out there a lot for stuff. Yeah, I, I know, you, I know, you, I know. You're not into into the football watching, but uh, you can be on it. You can do a, a prediction. Right. Be like, I see some scores. Right. I see some records. This is what I'm gonna go with. Mark it down, and okay. I'm probably gonna win. You bet. Right. Yeah, and I have to renew my wager for Mini Dak. Yeah. To make an appearance. Oh, is that right? It's, on the on the podcast. This was but, hilarious. The, the was, timing was, of it all. It was because then. I mean, Dad got hurt, mm-hmm. so yeah. it didn't really count. So, uh, so Adam like throws this pop doll. That's yeah, Dak I, I, bring, I bring him a pop image. doll. Okay. He brought a Dak. Okay, so Adam is a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Okay, mm-hmm. he brings a Dak Prescott pop doll, and Adam tosses that sucker uh, in the uh, in this room over here. Yeah, and then old Dak Prescott gets hurt. <laughs> like it I, seemed I like, like it I, was voodoo. Well, man. and I like making the joke that you know. If he had a Carson Wentz one, he needed to have it in bubble wrap because the guy always gets hurt. Yeah. And so then that happened. So, yeah, oh, it was uh, – Oh, it was hilarious. Yep. It was hilarious. Okay, I got something for you. I got something for you. Uh, we had one more rule, but it's not that big a deal. It was always acknowledge good play from your opponent. Sure. Always acknowledge when somebody does something well. Sure. Uh, all right, so I got a couple things for you. I wanted to just uh, give you a couple maybe uh, hot tip headlines or something like that. Uh, let me see. If, well, let's let's find the photos. Here we go. So that man trying to rob the bank because he paid a wizard to keep him uh, to make him invisible, I thought was uh, was was pretty solid. Okay. Uh, here we go. Autocorrect. This is a uh, like a uh, a marquee type billboard where you take put the letters on one at a time, kind of like what you'd see at church. You know, when they're putting a, a script a new scripture up or something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe outside of a uh, restaurant where they put the special. Yeah, and like you do, Luby's used to do. That's right. Yeah. You got the one, the black letters with the clear thing, one at a time, the light behind it. Mm-hmm. This says autocorrect has become my worst enema. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, one. I mean yeah. that's pretty clever. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And now, here's something I want you guys to answer. No matter how many blank I own, I will always have the urge to buy more. No matter how many blank Ooh. I own, I will always have the urge. To buy more ball caps. Yeah. You're a ball cap. Ball caps and pocket knives, I think. Pocket knives is on my list of of what I could fill in here. Uh, I've been collecting the bobbleheads Mm -hmm. uh, just because one of these days I'm going to have a bobblehead display that is going to be the envy of all bobblehead displays. That's that's a hope. Whether it happens, that's a whole nother. Right. That's a whole nother issue altogether. Anyways. uh, Okay. Uh, Warren Buffett gives some advice to this uh, national deficit that apparently we have, that apparently is zero right now, whether it's in the trillions or not. That's mm-hmm. that remains to be uh, seen. Yeah, it's, uh, t- it's taking care of all that inflation that doesn't exist either. Exactly mm-hmm. right. Uh, I could end the deficit in five minutes. You just pass a law that says anytime there's a deficit of more than three percent of GDP, all sitting in members of Congress are ineligible for reelection. Mm-hmm. I bet you they'd fix that yeah. deficit super yeah. quick yeah. within I mean, within uh, their term. Yeah, I mean, know? let's go, Brandon. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know what I mean. I didn't know if I was going to be allowed to say that, but yeah. I appreciate you being the one. To Brandon pop Buffett, that right? That's right. Brandon Buffett. Brandon man. Buffett. Brandon it's, Buffett. It's, yeah, his, his youngest son. Yeah. What out of wedlock in wedlock? I don't know, no, no, and but, those well, details are irrelevant. 
Yeah, Brandon right. Buffett just he, saying good job, man. He's still the fruit of his loins. Yeah. Uh, uh, I got this one here. Somebody wrote this on chalk uh, right outside of a little restaurant. Bread is like the sun. It rises in the yeast and sets in the waste. Mm-hmm. You know? That's fair. It does. I mean, Shout out to Crunch. Come on. Come on. It's I've fair. been, like, been eight months without yeah. uh, having an opportunity to say it. You had to do it. And I, I appreciate it. I do. Uh, being an adult is all about being tired. Telling people how tired you are and then listening to other adults tell you how tired they are. Right. That's uh, the Grinch. That's actually that. fairly realistic. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. Hey, how, how's it going? Oh, it's been a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like we, you were catching up for it. Like, oh, well, you know, right. I'm grinding, right. you know. I'm just like, right. So yeah. th- this is a uh, Bill Ingvall. If he'd have had a sign, I could have stopped him from doing this. Yeah. Okay. Man digs a 12-feet hole without realizing his metal detector was picking up his steel-toed boots. Ooh. Oh, you wow. Know? I mean, maybe, maybe. That's funny. You just yeah. You ho- you do a little a little self check. All right. Right. How, it was how like far a, away do I need to stand? Kind of like uh, trying to cross the street and see two yellow lines. You can turn around and walk back the other way. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, up at the old Buffalo Bills Stadium right now, they currently have a uh, a, a O.J. Simpson in the hall in like their Ring of Honor mm-hmm. or whatever. <laughs> but the NFL says we're done honoring men who don't uphold high standards of human humanity and decency. Yeah, that's but that then to they're me, gonna leave a, that up in Buffalo, right? You know, well, hey, whatever. John Gruden, right? I mean, free John Gruden. You know, how many people received those emails? How many people reciprocated those emails? How many people? You know anything about this situation? Mm-mm. John Gruden, the the coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, said some very sketchy things in emails mm-hmm. over the past ten years mm-hmm. to execs of the Washington football team than the Washington Redskins. Mm -hmm. And those emails somehow got found, pulled, turned in something. And it wasn't just Redskins. It was like with the owners of multiple restaurants, like PDQ. I believe it started with the Redskins uh, uh, servers. I think that's where it originated. Anyways, but I don't know those details. Anyways, several emails with several slurs that that are cancelable came to light. His name got attached to them. He then resigns as the head coach of the Raiders uh, last week. Yeah. Like last Wednesday. So he didn't even send them? Well, you know, he did, but they've been over. It's been 10 years. Think of it as, gotcha. is is the equivalent of text messaging now. So you're, right. you're, you're, you're seeing something on the news and, and you text Joe Boo, man, I can't believe this blankety, blankety, blank. Right. right. And right. it so happened that one of the people that he made a disparaging comment about is the president of the uh, Players Association. Mm. Yeah. And then, and that one was deemed to have racial implications. Oh, yeah. And then oh, yeah. The, there was racial uh, implications. It was misogynist, homosexual, homophobic. Yeah. To uh, the commissioner and everything. All, kinds of, all mm. kinds of stuff. But I mean, from a business perspective, people every single day get fired for way less. Yeah, absolutely. But my point is somebody, I think somebody, I think we talked about this. Yeah. Somebody threw him under the bus. Like, Have you seen the memes? It was Urban Meyer. Uh, yeah, like he's having a great week. Urban Meyer. Did you see <laughs> yeah. hear that thing? Yeah, I knew. I've heard that. One. Okay, so, uh, anyways, I said somebody threw him under the bus, like at a Japanese prison camp back in World War II, where they sacrificed one of the one of the POWs to illustrate what would happen to you, you know, or who's the boss. Right. Somebody yeah, he drew the short straw. He drew the short straw. 
and he got axed mm-hmm. and made an example of. How many other owners, coaches, football personnel in the NFL have sent texts, have sent emails, have sent whatevers that have equally as disparaging remarks or whatever right. towards other people that now are all getting wiped we're let's we're clearing our history of all things that have nothing to do with direct uh, transaction plans for. Well, the, do you see the the, the meme of uh, Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft hugging each other? It looked like they were kissing. And the game, and they said, and the meme or the the caption was is like, we we deleted our emails quick enough or something <laughs> like yeah. that. We got them, we got them gone or something. Yeah. But I liked uh, Derek Carr. I, I I liked what he said because I mean the Raiders organization they say is like a family. Yeah. Uh, uh, Al Davis Jr. Whatever he really has a close relationship with Gruden and um, you know Carr said he looks like you know he's always loved him. Yeah. He said you know he loves the man not the sin. Yeah. And he's like I think we should go ahead and release you know like you said everyone in the NFL's emails. Let's right. just see what we turn up. Right. Yeah. You know like what's good for the goose is good for the right. gander. Yeah. And I'm I, I'm I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, but everybody in the NFL does yeah, because they do. now they either can't uphold the re- resignation of Gruden or mm. now they're going to have to replace all these other positions because they need some people. And I'm not justifying some of the stuff that Gruden said. I mean, I think Me neither. Th- Nobody is. I but think- let's be let's let's exhibit a little penitence and then like uh forgiveness. Like maybe a a suspension of something like they went straight to the axe. Right. Well, I think, well, some of the, I mean, some of the stuff I think, uh, if, if you have a clause in there of like conduct on becoming, sure. I think, I think it could happen. I, I, I but I, I think that if it's conduct that never, that didn't happen current. Well, my thing though is, is like, if you suffer the constant, like I'm all about consequences, right? So like if, if yeah, I, you are, if, if, well, no, no, I mean, <laughs> If I go, if I commit a crime uh-huh. and I accept the consequence of that crime mm-hmm. and I, and I pay my penance, whether that be my fines, whether that be, I've, I've had to act, you know, I've had to actually go serve in time. Yep. Well then as a society, like the whole idea is rehabilitation, right? Sure. So the, the, the legal system uh-huh. isn't written to where if I do one bad thing, uh-huh. I'm screwed the rest of my life Yeah. because right. I'll never get another opportunity. But the NFLPA is. Yeah. So my thing or with whatever. Gruden, though, is I hope that if you know if he were to try to take stock of the different things he said, maybe he's already learned from that because that was ten years ago, and right. there's been a lot that's changed in society, bringing awareness to, you know, cultural or societal things that are unsensitive. Like I had a close friend worked with years ago, um, an older gentleman, uh-huh. came from a different time, yeah, and and he said a lot of off color things, yeah, and because and, it was not frowned upon near so publicly. And people, and, and, and I think it was that's hard. what the word is. Well, it's hard because on one hand, you can say I knew that he loved people of all different walks of life. Yeah, and that he didn't necessarily have a hardened racist heart. Yeah, but on the same token, though, yeah, having the freedom to say something doesn't always mean you should. So if someone tells you, "Hey, what you're saying is hurting me," uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like if you continue to say it just because I always did say it or I could say it, uh-huh. that to me is crossing a, a different line. Yeah. You know, but uh, if the guy can, you're talking to somebody's golf ball now. Exactly, you're breaking a rule. So I think if if people like Gruden and these other folks, you know, if they're able to uh, somehow or another learn from what they did, try to make right with like like uh, Michael Vick's a, a great example. Yeah, you know, he, he had a chance to come back in and play in the NFL, and he's he's successfully being a commentator and stuff, and he paid a huge price. Yeah, 
but he changed his life. Well, he did a huge illegal thing. Yeah, but he but he changed that had, that had been precedented for years. That if you do this, then there is a huge penalty you have to pay. Yeah, and, and John Gruden said some off-color stuff in emails ten years ago that was confidential. I know I get that if it's on an email, then anything that's in an email can be pulled up, but. He wasn't saying that to everybody. He was saying that in confidence to somebody else. And then now some Yahoo who has access to these things pulled them and displayed them for everybody. And to me, that's where the garbage is. Like, like he's, he's having to pay a huge price for something that's just now being like canceled or, or, or scrutinized like really heavily. Well, you've, you've heard recently. When of, it was 10 um, years ago. Or of the, a thing that started about a year ago where kids will hold on to videos now. Like, I can't imagine. Like, it doesn't matter. I don't, I don't think it mattered what your color was, what your orientation was, what your upbringing was, what your, your, ra- your race was, any of those things. When you're a kid, you do stupid things. You say stupid things because you don't know any better. Yeah. And, and it's often because you're emulating something that you've seen. Very rarely is it because you are inher- inherently callous and cruel and absolutely and a bigot, right? And um, so, but now kids they, they take videos of it. And so there's a girl um, who was singing the lyric of of a, of a song, huh? and in the lyric of the song, she said a word she should not have said. Okay, and she was uh, had been accepted into a college, got a scholarship. It was great. I think uh, I remember. Yeah, that. and then a person was like, you know. I don't know if it was like she never dated me, yeah, or like yeah, yeah, yeah. you you bumped into me in the hall or something like whatever. You didn't say you're sorry. Yeah, so it was like here's your payback, and then so then they started this big thing and then sent it to the university, and so now like all the schools that this person was going to go to, she's not going to get to go to now. Yeah, because garbage. they're like because she did something stupid as a kid. Well, yeah, no, no, but but she was singing along to the song, right? right. Well, probably a socially acceptable song. Well, I'm not going to. I'm not going to die. I you want to say what she sang? You want to no, sing it? No, I don't. What I'm I'm not. What was the get name in, of the song? Return of the Mac. I'm not going to get into uh, on on what it should or should not be permissible. Okay, as wait. far as language goes. Okay, wait. Well, how come? How come? Like, what? How come you're not going to say it, Joe? But what? No, no, no. But my question is: Was she just was she reciting the song? Yeah. Like Joe, I need you to tell me why. <laughs> Why you're not going to say what she said? I need to know this. Like I need to know what's so what's so bad, Joe. Was she reciting lyrics? Yeah. Was she reciting lyrics? I believe. Okay. I don't have okay. the story in front of me. Okay. okay. So she's reciting lyrics. Does she happen to be just uh, of the wrong persuasion, Joe? I think what she did was an uncalculated, an uncalculated error. Yeah. In judgment. How was it uncalculated that she was like maybe reading the lyrics or, or she knew them and she memorized them and it was part of well, the song? Well, I think the standard in which society judges a person is different now than it was four years ago. That's fair. That's a fair point. So what you're saying is if you knew those lyrics to that song, would you be singing them lyrics in Oh, the answer unequivocally, no. No? You wouldn't be singing them on this podcast in front of that camera right there. What you're saying? I, I would I have to say I wouldn't be singing them in private either. 
Oh, okay. You wouldn't be singing lyrics of a song in private? Like when you're by yourself? Of certain things? No. Like if you're in the car by yourself and you just know the words of these songs and it's an explicit version. I have to say, I'm impressed with the upgrade. Thank you. Thank you. You We've come a long long way from an aux cord and a cell phone here, buddy. So you're... Not, and like you're in the privacy of your own car, windows up. I mean, if, hot we, boxes. if we'd have had this okay. when we were doing thank you notes, yeah. I mean, my goodness. Right. Well, honestly, I thought that's what I pulled up, but then I saw it was 11 minutes. Oh. <laughs> so we're gonna go with it. So this minutes. is really good. Yeah. No, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, people, there's an opportunity. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna play the epic music, and, Let's I, and get I, need there. To, I need to preach to the people. <laughs> I need you to get here's, to here's it. What, here's what I'll say. Oh, there's a climax there. It threw me off. That was perfect. The crescendo. Listen, there's Here's always the room for a climax, okay? That's fair. Listen, before but you start... there's not room for remixed hey, tradition anymore. Before you thing. start something, learn to finish it. Here's the okay? deal. Here's the deal. I don't deal. know if y'all can see that with the glare, but... Here's the deal. There are opportunities every single day when, when a person makes an error to provide correction uh-huh. and education on how to prevent that error from reoccurring. Sure. Mm, and mm. I think that we accomplish more as a society. Okay, before you keep going, Jay Bird, we just need to... Mm. As a society, I think we can accomplish a lot more by showing grace. Ah. Yeah. Showing a little compassion. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Dare I say, do unto others as you would have done to yourself. Oh, hey. okay, donkey. That's a really good rule. Yeah. It is. It's almost <laughs> like. Somebody has probably thought about that before. I know. Right? Dare yeah. I say, is it a golden rule? Maybe like a. Maybe hey, like if it's a, not called that, it should be. Maybe like the deity that exists. You <laughs> yeah. know. Maybe. Maybe yeah. he did. I, I think. He, I think that's what it is. At the end of the day, uh, life yeah. is unpredictable. Oh, it sure is. Life can be long, mm-hmm. and it's important to love one another. There you go. That's See? good stuff. I like how Man. we transitioned out of that. Dude, oh. dude, Joe, that was, I mean, if you were not moved by the old average Joe right there, you need to get out. Yeah. I normally feel movements three, four times a day, whereas before it was I mean, like once a week. We're going to need to have some of uh, that average Joe's uh, 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 tissues. Yeah. Oh, Drying yeah. the eyes. Yeah, yeah. Did you know we once made uh, average Joe's hand sanitizer? We did. Oh, really? Average Joe's. Yeah. Keep it clean. Oh, and, like and that was actually done for cold and flu season ahead of COVID. Oh, really? We hadn't right. even planned for it. That's right. That's uh, a, it was. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely. It was definitely worth it. And then we we did come up with a limited edition uh, average Joe's media hazmat suit. Yeah, absolutely, we did. Absolutely. Where's that at? Uh, mine's currently at school because I wore it to school the first day we were allowed back on campus. Uh, campus after. Uh, after the quarantine uh-huh. and I actually <laughs> I got myself a video of me in the science room spraying a, a bottle of something on a table wiping it down with my mask down uh-huh. and, and and getting getting after a little elbow grease right absolutely right. see it was my mine doesn't exist anymore because when you're buying things that you've never worn before uh-huh. you don't really know how to gauge the size right. Yeah, right. yeah and and let's just say that me and Joe Boo got the same size yeah yeah uh, and, uh, I think it was the biggest one they offered. It was, yeah. it was, and and it was, um, it was a little bit of a snug fit. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. a little bit of a snug fit, and we were practicing our wardrobe changes. Yeah, because we were starting the video, we were starting the shoot, 
without it. Yeah. And then we were going to cut to an emergency broadcast signal that we yeah, created. Yeah, we okay. did. Customized. We were going to show you and then we were going to come back and boom, you know, the purge had started and we uh-huh. were in gear. That's right. And so we were practicing it and, and uh, I had a few wardrobe malfunctions. <laughs> and I'm glad we weren't recording because I think at the one point you were like, Joe? And I was like, what? And I was like, oh, the camera's on me. It's like in my boxers. I'm like trying to take it off and stuff like that. But we yeah, were, this was in the beginning funny. of the lockdown. Uh, and funny. so we were at each other's houses and we were doing it like, you know, two different my camera, his camera, and feeding oh, into the okay. system. Okay. It was, uh, it was quite a, my, I have still have my gloves. Yeah, and oh, I still have my mask. I, I got the gloves and the mask with but, the hazmat in a locker in my portable. See, what you understand is, is this is what used to happen, right? So we it'd be Saturday or Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we recording. You know, Saturdays we record on Saturdays and Mondays. So a couple of days before each week, we just randomly would be texting throughout the week. Yep. And one of us would say, "Hey, man, what if? What if?" And then I have this problem. Uh, it's called Amazon, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and I love Amazon. Mm-hmm. And so we oh, just. Joe- before you say how much you love Amazon, would you like to thank Amazon? I would love to thank Amazon. <laughs> Dear Amazon, thank you for providing Average Joe's Media countless opportunities to live out their wildest fantasies. Um, if you can imagine, if you can imagine, one time we're talking, and this was uh, was season three or season four. I don't know how you came up with fantasies though. That was weird. Keep going. Yeah, okay. Keep going. We, uh, we'll fix. I've, I've heard it both ways. We'll do a yeah, few more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we um, we had decided that we had some we had some friends that had been on the show. Uh-huh. We found out that they were working with a uh, an Australian recording artist named Dean Lewis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we thought, well, it'd be fun if we just tried to, uh, you know. Uh, Shout him out every yeah. episode and, right. and just see if we could get some attention from hey, him. Hey, sure. Dean. Hey, Dean. So That's we right. did things like sit in front of uh, sit in front of a crowd of people uh-huh. at a trivia night at uh, the old Flying Saucer on the lake. Yep. And we wrote uh, our first parody. We parodied Hey Jude. Hey Jude, okay. but to Hey Dean. And we recorded it live in front yep. of people. And That's it right. was the greatest thing ever. Yeah. And so we would do different things like... Uh, we play his music in the background and stuff, uh-huh. and and the we told him about his visit to Garland. Every place, it was epic. But anywho, we're talking about this, and then in the Hey Jude, we had had didgeridoo music. Yep. Or we tried to find didgeridoo music. Like, I mean, okay. And so <clears throat> he says something like, "Man, if we only if we only had a didgeridoo," and I was like, "Hold my beer." But Speaking I don't drink of beer. a didgeridoo, right. it's didn't here didn't somewhere. It is. Well, you want me to get so, up and get it? I'll get yeah, up and get yeah. it. So. I we we get I'm like dude look what we can get so we ordered like a five foot inflatable kangaroo <laughs> we a full size Australian flag <laughs> we it was a it was a four foot didgeridoo and then we had signs that said like koala crossing it was epic <laughs> dude it was epic it was look at that thing oh wow yeah and, the and didgeridoo that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That is how the didgeridoo. <laughs> that's how work. we're starting the Hunger Games if it ever happens. So, oh, that's great. Um, yeah. So yeah. So Amazon, Amazon's oh, fun. Man. We're gonna we're gonna do a little ASMR here real quick. Okay, you ready for this? What is that? What's ASMR? I don't know if I can. It's the weird stuff the kids do where they turn the volume and like they watch videos. They're like, the weird stuff. <laughs> didgeridoo for the day ladies and, and we gentlemen. didn't go into negative viewers so that's even better that's, well i didn't know if that was possible but if it is 
Let's make that a goal. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you, Australia, for the Aborigine and the didgeridoo, giving us so much joy in a long, phallic-shaped instrument. Oh my god. Hit, t- hit me one time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Dear Australia, thank you for the gift that has been Dean Lewis, uh-huh. who has brought so many millions of people around the world yeah. joy yeah. and reminding us that it comes in waves. That's fair. That's fair. And it'll be all right. Oh my gosh. Uh, Jay Bird, you got anybody you want to thank? Anything you want to thank? No. You don't have any appreciation no. you want to spread? <laughs> no. Like, you don't even want to say thank you to your son or something like that? I mean, no, I'm good. You sure? I'm good, yeah. Okay. Thank you, thank you Ozarka, <laughs> for providing the biggest <laughs> bottle of water yeah. that we could possibly yeah. have where if I fell asleep drinking you, I would drown. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, you, you don't want to do any of that stuff. No, I'm good. If you, Listen, if you have the old epiphany, I got number four queued up okay. for you right thank here. You. Okay. Uh, anyways, uh, just, this is just something that I need to ask. Anybody ever felt like you have like a lit lighter, like held to your sphincter for a long period of time? Anybody ever go through something like that? I mean, no, I don't, I don't I recall. spicy food. Yeah. Spicy food. Yeah. You got a case of the That's hot hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stay in the uh, so this is where your hashtag Crohn's comes in. Uh, it don't matter if it's spicy or sweet. Mm. The case of the hot hole is a regular mm. case uh, that needs to be solved. Mm-hmm. You know, you. by somebody. I, I'm gonna hire Matlock. Tux medicated pads, I believe. You, medicated pads. Yeah. Yeah. Tux. 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 Where you, just you tuck just, You tuck it right up just in tuck there. Tuck it right up in there. Thank you, Tux. Medicated <laughs> pads <laughs> for curing my hot hole. <laughs> Oh, man. I got one for water as as we're getting older. Yeah, one for water? Yeah. Yeah, here we go. Thank you, water, in your 30s and early 40s. It's helpful to know that I'm never going to have to fear of falling asleep and never waking up again. Because for each bottle I drink, I'll wake up five times in the middle of the night. That's right. Fair. That's right. That's fair. That might actually have been like a prelude to thanks to prostate, but knock on wood, we're not going to go there. Yeah. 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 Let's go there. <laughs> I haven't thought enough about it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Thank you, Prostate, for showing me that if my flow is strong, I don't have to go to the doctor and get inserted. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Jay Bird, you've been there for the old, uh, the old checkup? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've been there for the checkup? How is that? No fun. You don't. You're not no. recommending it. No. Well, I, I used to keep telling myself like it's okay. Like you don't have to get that until like your what late 30s, early 40s. Early yeah. 40s. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're getting to our late 30s. Yeah. It's now coming. We're there. We're there. Okay. So this is uh, this is something. This is a meme that came up. Uh, it's a guy that's just smiling blankly, like he's in a conversation. Okay. I'll show you guys the uh, show you guys the picture of the guy. Okay. Okay. Seen yep. Before. Okay. Uh, so they put a meme on here. And it says, uh, they put some text here. It says, when you're 10 dangs, 20 yas, 6 ICs, and 4, man, that's crazy, in, and they still won't stop talking. <laughs> yeah. You got to send that to me. Yeah, I will. I will. I'll let you get it. So, anyways, uh, this also came up, and this is kind of more of a serious thing. Uh, there was a, There's some hot sports opinions about this. 
And uh, it's like a newspaper article. It's made. It's written by the Naples Daily News. The Naples, Naples Daily News. I'm guessing over there in the old California or something. Florida, 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 Florida. Florida. Yeah, Florida. that's what it is. Uh, it's, it's Naples. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> yeah, this was written January first, two thousand seventeen. The picture was taken. It was written by John Roseman. It says the title says your kids should not be the most important in your family. Thoughts on the headline? Like, how how does that strike you? The kids should not be the most important in your family. How does that strike you? I mean, there's Whoa. that, um, I guess, that school of thought where, like, mom and dad need to be good yeah. first. Uh-huh. Right. Sure. Trickle down. Trickle down loveonomics. Right. Okay. See, I, I've heard that too. Yeah. You know, especially I think, <laughs> but on, on the weekends, uh, and then you also hear the adage of what well, <laughs> to be to, to to be a good parent, you yeah. have to be a good person first. Like I, I've had some friends over the years and and sharing uh, sharing with information with each other during challenging times and and some of the the the, the worser moments. You know, they talk about like, well, hey, you got to take care of you. Yeah, bless you. Thank you. Uh, you you, have you to can't fill from an empty cup. Yeah, that yeah, like what if you don't start making changes for you then where are you going to be what who are you going to be for your kids uh-huh. and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff and I think that that has um some truth in it. Yeah. But for me if if I'm saying my kids are my purpose, my kids are the most important thing to me. Yeah, right. Then if I'm if I feel like I'm necessary to taking care of them, I'm necessary, you know what I mean for for, for their betterment then <clears throat> that falls under that umbrella. Right. So I don't necessarily have a problem with the statement uh, that your kids are the most important thing. Okay. Especially if you don't have a spouse. Like, I get the whole biblical argument. Yeah. You know. Well, the the, the co-parenting or cohabitating two parents. Like, if both yeah. of the parents are there, The marriage has to come before. Like, this is like the marriage is going to be there long after the kids move on. Yeah. Right? So... Yeah, I mean, uh, you. Because that's the foundation for the family, right? The marriage yeah. is the foundation yeah. for the family, right? Yes, yeah, so I get. You that, don't have I... the kids in a well-off environment without some version of family, yeah. right there. But outside of that, so okay, so there's your other argument. Like this is some of the hot sports opinions was, uh, your kids will ultimately end up taking care of you, so how you take care of them will reflect when they take care of you. Most well, likely. I think that's dumb, just because. I'm sure the article doesn't say to neglect your kids. Well, sure. Right. Absolutely. I don't believe it does. I'm I sure mean, it doesn't. I can, I can get on in here, but uh, I believe it's, it's along the same lines of what you were saying, that if, you're, if your parents are at odds with yeah. each other all the time, the kids, that will reflect in your kids, and yep. then it's gonna, it is going to trickle down, but it's not going to be loveonomics. It's going to be hateonomics, you know? Right. And so... Well, and yeah. And... Uh, I, I have no idea what the article absolutely. says. Absolutely, absolutely. That's, um, that's the that's the purpose, right? But um, also, I think that parents can shower way too much praise on their kids, uh-huh. and I don't think that's a good thing either. Like, right that that creates that entitlement uh, mentality that is right. so rampant in schools right now. Right. Yeah. Even even when Carter was a toddler, I'd beat him in a foot race every now and then. Yeah. Just so he didn't think. Just, well, just knock him down time, a little peg you or two. Know, or, but I mean, but yeah. even even all the things that I have done to try to bolster his. Well, well no, growth. I mean, no, yeah, well, that, but but also just like winning and losing yeah. and, and that, like, it, that's still been a struggle 
for him. Right. I mean, he's a kid. He doesn't right, like but, losing. But he, yeah, he doesn't like losing. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's still been a... So a, you're teaching him how to lose some. Yeah. 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 Because you got to learn to lose before you can know how to be successful. Well, and you, you know, be a good winner, be a good yeah. loser. Like all these yeah, yeah. different well, lessons, but... Losing, losing teaches you humility and losing also teaches you hunger. Because, you know, someone, there's always someone else trying to be out there outwork sure, you. Sure, yeah. I just don't... I just, it's hard to get that hunger. It's hard to get that humility if you're always winning. Well, I, it's important. you gotta, you got to crawl before you walk. That, that mentality, I think, is applicable, you know, childhood, adolescence, all the way into however old you get. Yeah, whatever adventure you're going into, yeah. Yep. Well, I started talking about... When I started talking, I was talking about praising, like over-praising your oh, kids. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't think that that's the, a great thing to be doing. Yeah. To give them some kind of false almost, sense yeah, of, like yeah. almost inflated ego, yeah. this, that. Right. Yeah. Like, right. See, so what you're saying is when you on a foot race with your son, you get over there and you beat him, be like, ha! Yeah. You are not good today. <laughs> Eat my dust, sucker. That's <laughs> what you're saying. I think like you're a product of your childhood to some extent, where the, from the standpoint of like the things that happened to you that may or may not have been traumatic. Mm-hmm. Um, are traumatic to kids these days? Yeah. Well, no, they, they influence you. Yeah. Yeah. And and what you're and how you handle your kids. Like if you were overly criticized, or if you were harped on, or yeah. if you were just like ground to a pulp you're going to be more prone to be the exact opposite of that because yeah. you don't want your kids to feel that. Sure. Yeah. And I think agreed. I think I felt like, um, I struggled with that balance, you know, having the overcritical, you know, nothing ever being good enough for the old dad type of thing. Yeah. But the balance I've tried to find, I was is, there a little bit too, a little bit. I tried to find the, the balance of it's most important for me to know that a, them know that I love them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, you, you know what I mean? Like that. Yeah, that's, that's number one. And yeah. then you that's beat them in a foot one. race and let them know exactly. that then it, then, it's, then it's talking to them about like, I can, I can still love you and t- t- tell you that you're wrong. I can still yeah. love you and tell you this isn't good enough or you're not performing to your standard. You and I think that's an important um, uh, skill that not a lot of people are still teaching these days is how to receive uh-huh. criticism because yep. constructive feedback is important. It, it the faster that you can take that in mm-hmm. the and, and apply it, the better off you're going to be in yeah, life, the yeah. more successful you're going to be yeah. in every aspect of your life. Yeah. And I think that a generation, our generation that had a lot of broken homes, yep. you know, and had a lot of trauma, I think our best efforts, mm-hmm. our best laid plans, we, we tried to overcorrect too much. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And I think what the result of that is, is what you're talking about. Like, yeah participation trophies yeah. and uh, you know and but it uh, all started it all started from a good place though. joe i do want you to know that there's always... something something that we acquired here in the studio that uh now that you're here after we acquired it i do want you to be presented with it there you go oh, thank you this is for you <laughs> that's nice <laughs> yes that's because but i love you joe i appreciate I gave it, you man. a participation <laughs> award because I love you. I appreciate yeah, that. Absolutely. I appreciate that you appreciated me enough to give me a participation. 100%. Program. You should feel entitled to that participation award. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. But yeah, so, so I, I think it's just. So to your point, how you're raised in the exact opposite of that, I can't remember at, at an early age. Now, I know this is probably not true. My dad loves me to no end. My mom would tell me how much she loved me on a regular basis. Every time I left, every time I went to go to a game, I love you, kiss, hug, whatever. And. And she still, does, to that day, makes sure she tells us she loves us. Well, my dad, I cannot recall a time whenever I was uh, um, under 21 
that my dad deliberately, directly, intentionally told me he loved me. Now, I don't think that he never did, especially when I was younger. But my dad's a harder man. Like, he's a he's a, a go-earn-it-yourself type of guy, right? I mean, make sure if there's something out there that needs to be fixed, you're the one that gets out there and learns how to fix it. He had uh, Poplar Mechanics books to learn how to do engines and all kinds of stuff whenever he was uh, a, a young a young lad or whatever, uh, n- new in this world, you know. A young own. buck. That's right. And, uh, and so anyways, uh, he went in for his heart surgery. He had a, he had a quadruple bypass. He, he would have had a quintuple bypass, which is most bypasses that you can have. But one of his arteries were so small and shut off that it was just, it was, it was dead. And so they just did the four. And uh, right before he went into something that was super major, I told him I loved him. I was like, I, I don't want you to, you know, I don't want this, I don't want the last thing possibly that I tell you to be good luck you know, or whatever. I want it to be that I love you. And, uh, I'm here, you know, I'm here waiting for you when you get back, whatever. Anyways, it was very, very emotional time. And, uh, but I tell my daughters that I love them 20 times a day. Yeah. You know, and it may be different because they're daughters. I grew up with three boys, me, my, my two brothers. It may be different from a dad's mentality to boys than it is to girls to some degree, like girls are a more emotional creature and love is generally referred to as just being emotional. Maybe. I don't know. I tell Carter, I love him all the time. Okay. Did like your dad, was your dad very much? I love yeah, you on a regular basis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. so, and then, so to, to that point is it, it's either the exact opposite, what you're saying, it's things you don't recall and you want to make sure that they do happen or you had the example and it's time to follow it. And it's an easy one to follow because it, it's very uh, well received. It's also very easy to implement and highly necessary. I right. think we had like outside of the He's whole. Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Got <him. laughs> Outside of the whole, the whole partial growing up thing, um, I think we had a, an adequate amount of that going on. But my uh, grandfather went through a similar thing that your dad did. But he we didn't. We didn't make it out of ICU. Right. And so um, I think that never leaving a word unspoken yep. was kind of what prompted to where, like, I think we made my siblings, you know, uh, and everything. We just kind of decided, like, we're, we say I love you a lot, you know, yeah. and I've, I've carried that on yep. yeah, throughout my adult life. Because, you know, like, if, if we're going through something or whatever, I tell you, I love you, brother. You know what I mean? Because I, I don't think it's something that's. Man, I make it weird. It's a powerful. He does. I make but, it uh, weird with with everybody in my life. I don't care who you are. If you're in my life, I'm gonna tell you I love you. Uh, uh, not only just because uh, that's necessary, right? But I think that it's. Um, I think that w- this society, this world, or whatever, would is only going to maintain itself as long as love exists. Okay, and I think that half of the reason why all the things in society currently are happening is because love doesn't exist in so many places where it should. And so feeling loved is a very powerful thing. Absolutely. And and just like you're saying, it's important because you never know who you come across. Nope. They might not be feeling love. It's like that, the the whole, uh, the whole adage of where the the person on graduation day turns to his best friend and says, Hey, you saved my life. And you're like, what are you talking about? He's like, remember, you know, seven years ago when we first met, and they're like, yeah, I helped you pick up your books. Yeah. 
And you're like, yeah, I was going home to kill myself that day. Yeah. You know, type of thing. So you never know that simple act of kindness right. can completely redirect somebody's Sometimes course. Sometimes when you see a chick just walking in the hallway. Hey, baby, <laughs> you looking hot tonight. I mean, it, it, I'm playing. It, I'm playing with the things now. This is, this, is, this is terrible. This is terrible. Anyways, but yeah, absolutely. You don't know yeah. what's happening in people's lives. You don't know the trauma they've gone through or the hardships or whatever. Yeah. And so a kind word, all that stuff. Anyways, today in class, uh, my principal came in, sat down for whatever, five or ten minutes, fifteen minutes, whatever it was, uh, observation, and uh, and so there was this one girl. I asked a question to directly, or she was going to answer, and I called on her, and she said something wrong, and I was like, "Listen, I love you, but that's wrong. Like that's not what we're doing. You know, you're you're in the wrong part of this problem or whatever. But I love you, and I want you to know that." And, uh, and, but I do that to everybody in the class. Uh, there's this one, there's one kid who always asked to go to the restroom. I was like, listen, I want you to know that I love you, man, but you cannot go to the restroom today. Okay. You've asked me for 20 consecutive days. We're going to make 21. You sit in here and just hold it. Okay. And I apologize. I do love you, but the answer is no. And so, but I do it for, I do it to everybody. I walked into class the first day and I was like, listen, my name is coach Buchanan. I want you guys to know that I love each and every one of you. And, uh, and I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to make it weird because <laughs> it's necessary that you know that it's necessary that I demonstrate that. And it's necessary that we have this in here because otherwise it's going to be a terrible, it's going to be a terrible class. And, uh, anyways, I just like, I don't care anymore. Like I, I walk around, I, I, Joe, how many times we, I told you I loved you, right? I'm telling you, we do right. it all the time. Absolutely. Just because it's, it's necessary to make sure that at the end of the day, regardless of the struggle that you're in, regardless of the fight no. that anybody may be in or the, 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 the combative thing that's going on, you need, like, everybody needs to know there's, there's still love at, at the root of it all because it, it can never get so bad. In my opinion, true love can never get so bad that it, it will be non-existent anymore. Well, I mean, it's the greatest of these, right? Right. So, anyways, uh, so, yeah, th this article goes on to say, um, uh, it says, I recently asked a married couple who have three kids, none of whom are teens yet, who are the most important people in your family? Like all good moms and dads of this new brave millennium, they answered, our kids. Why, I asked. What is it about your kids that gives them that status? And like all good moms and dads of this brave new millennium, they couldn't answer the question other than to fumble with appeals of emotion. So I answered the question for them. There's no reasonable thing that gives your children that status. I went on to point out that many, if not most, of the problems they're having with their kids, typically stuff these days, are the result of treating their children as if their marriage and their family exist because of the kids, when it is in fact the other way around. The kids exist because of them and their marriage, uh, because of them and their marriage, and thrive because they have created a stable family. Furthermore, without them, their kids wouldn't eat well, have the nice clothing they wear, live in a nice home in which they live, uh, enjoy the great vacations they enjoy, and so on. Instead of lives that are relatively carefree, despite the drama to the contrary that they are occasionally manufacture, their children would be living lives full of worry and want. The issue is really the heart of the issue is really the heart of the matter. People my age know it's the heart of the matter because when we were kids, it was clear to us that our parents were the most important people in our families, and that right there is why we respect our parents 
and uh, and that right and that right there is why we looked up to adults in general. Yes, Virginia, once upon a time in the United States of America, children were second-class citizens to their advantage. Uh, it was also clear to us, I speak, of course, in general terms, albeit accurate, that our parents' marriages were more important to them than their relationship with us. Therefore, we did not sleep in their beds or interrupt their conversations. The family meal at home was regarded as more important than after-school activities. Mom and Dad talked more, a lot more, and with one another, and they talked to you. For lack of pedestals, we emancipated earlier and much more successfully uh, than children than have children since. And, Preach and it, on, and it kind of goes on. But children exist. We wouldn't we wouldn't be dads unless we had children, and we wouldn't be good dads if we didn't provide for those kids. And those kids wouldn't have what they have without their parents, in my opinion. Well, in well, I reality, think, I think I, I I can agree with the backside of that from the standpoint of, yeah, I mean, growing up, like, you know, the Brit, you know, you, the, the homemaker may, you know, fix the dad, the plate first, you know, or if, if it's a stay at home dad, they fix the working mom, the plate first type of thing. I get all that. But I think part of what he said, the kids wouldn't exist if not for the marriage and the relationship. I think the problem in society is, is that's not the case 50% of the time. Like it probably half the, half of the relationships and marriages in this country are like you know, not maybe half, maybe that's too much. A large number, yeah, are not are because the cart came before the horse. You have you have people who try to do the right thing mm-hmm. by go ahead and taking that next evolutionary step. They were only on the track for because they're having a family. Okay, so I would say that that is a, a roadblock in the examples given because he is referencing things probably in the fifties and the sixties or or earlier, yeah. however old he is. And so, uh, but even still, the the kid would not exist without its mother. If if mom was uh, the subject of a of a bad decision in high school or whatever, uh, that child's well being is decided upon by the parent, regardless of if it's one parent, two parents, or the grandparents, right? So. The, the fact that that a child thinking that in some way they are more important than the people caring for them is that that sense of entitlement that we've talked about where you're you're praising you're praising you're praising uh, you mean so much to me blah 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 and then that goes to their heads it, it, it inflates their sense of uh, their sense of worth that they feel like they are worth more than than someone who's caring for them. Yeah, I think it's a tough one. It's kind of a tangled web, so especially now with all the all the different types of families that exist. Well, but I think you, I mean it, it's I I think on this. I'll, yeah, having a microphone. You may just have to hold it. Um, <laughs> that was awesome. awesome. People listening later, the visual on that was incredible. Mm, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Um, I think on the surface it's accurate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in a, in a perfect ideal scenario, but I think that. A lot of those things can be taken taken as a blanket. Yeah. You know what I mean? And kind of like misapplied because I think you have a lot of selfish parents now who mm-hmm. want to put their they hold their lives, their well being mm-hmm. at a much higher level mm-hmm. than that of their obligations. Absolutely, as a I agree. There has to be uh understanding that the child does have importance and that needs to be a priority in some measure. Right. 
it doesn't necessarily need to be the only priority. Where it's like, it's all about the kids. Yeah. Right. Right. Which, is it? Right? It depends on the situation, I think. That's what Joey's saying. With all the different various situations that exist, that... uh, the well, highest priority exists in some of those from, situations from, and the, the lower sing- priority exists. I think from a single parent perspective though, wouldn't you say that at the end of the day, until your kids are self-sufficient or you've gotten them through what you needed to get them through, they are going to take priority out of all the other things that are going on. Of course they are. Sure. If, if, yeah. if you don't have something else going on, like, like right. with a relationship or like whatever it is, right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. But no. But but, but, but if, uh, okay. Sorry. Yes. No, <laughs> yes. I almost think um, so because it still seems to me like like we're talking about like the sense of entitlement and, every, and and everything else, right? Um, and like my parents will be like, "You're you're hard on Carter," you know. Right. I'm not. I'm no harder on him. I don't think than than they were on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but. Carter knows that he is loved. Right. I, I tell him all the time and I show him and I give him hugs and I give right. him kisses and I, you know, all these things. But then I also do other things. Right. I make him mind, you know. Right. I give him advice. You, you, obedience. Like, right. Like yeah. He, he's got to, you know, and I've told him before, hey, me and your mom, we think that you're like the best thing ever. Right. Yeah. But the rest of the world. They don't care about you, man. Yeah. I mean, I mean, largely speaking, you know, your family and your friends and your, yeah. you know, you your church to, family, you have whatever. to earn your way. Right. But life. people you but just run on into. Exactly. They but don't just, care where but you're just from. Not to, I don't want him to have any sense of entitlement. I don't yeah. want him to. So, right. so, so I think like there's, I think it's a good, like that's a great balance. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. they do need to be told that they're loved and they need yeah. to be, they need to feel loved and they need to feel secure and safe yeah. and all these things. But then you also need to teach them about life, yeah, as well. Yeah, life isn't fair, right? You know, all these things. You don't get everything you want, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You can try sometimes. <laughs> you might just find. But you're gonna get what you need. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So that that brought up a, a pretty solid debate on uh, on the old FB. So. I bet. Uh, okay, so this is something that happens. I feel like this, this probably happens on, uh, on a regular basis in homes. Uh, okay, dads, my wife just walked up, changed the thermoset settings right in front of me. I'm at a loss. The complete disrespect. How could she do this? What, what should I do? Any advice is appreciated. That is a unspoken and spoken rule. Yeah. Un- what? I'm just I mean, it, it's an unspoken rule, but you end up having to speak it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, find some common ground where you can both be comfortable. That's my advice. And then nobody's touching the thermostat after the very last time. Or, you know, <laughs> right? you go buy some booties. Well, she well, she could have turned it up. Oh, like well, made it warmer? I think, warmer? I think yeah, this she is was a, cold. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Buy her some booties. Oh, buy her like, some booties. Buy her some booties. I thought you were telling him to buy some booties. No, no, is, like, it, is it, did he say the kid or the spouse? The spouse. Oh, the, well. The wife. The wife. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a little bit of compromise there. You have to, you know. Right. But at the end of the day, you can add more clothes. You can't always take clothes off. That's right. Yeah. You can no, you can't always take clothes off. Well, depending upon the company. Until you 
until you have no more. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, okay. But yeah. Uh, the perfect late 30 to mid to, mid to low 40 dude's birthday dinner. I mean, don't we already have it on our birthdays? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, Fogo de Chao mm. is a solid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, wait, speaking of, are we going to celebrate the the <laughs> the end third of the season? birthday or the end of the oh, season? No, third birthday is fine. Let's that's do third month. birthday. Third birthday. Yeah, yeah third birthday. Um. Uh, anyways, Fogo de Chao is a is a. You've been there. Regular. Yeah. It's a regular celebration, and you celebrating the season's third birthday. I mean, you gotta be there. Yeah. Come on, yeah, bring it on. Maybe we bring go. a little equipment, and get me and try to record. It's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, anybody else have kids with weird eating habits? Yes. My daughter wants pe- uh, pepperoni pizza, but wants the pepperonis picked off. She likes the flavor. Right. That she the wants a cheese pizza. Leave. I guess. See, I, she wants a cheese pizza that it, used to be a pepperoni yeah. pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, uh, with, with my brother, you know, ha- shout out to the, the Podfather. Oh, okay. Um, it, because it's been a long time since I heard <laughs> the, old Podfather, Podfather reference. Texture, you know, with him is, is a legitimate legitimate thing. Yeah, sure. Um, and so I guess I was used to certain, we kind of, you know, grew, everything we had was... Uh, to make it easier with all the different uh, personalities with seven kids and a yeah. blended home, yep. things were pretty basic and, and fairly generic. I mean, Easy to customize. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, less is more. You know, add to it as opposed to take away from it. Right. Um, so, but it's really funny. Like, that's that was our experience. Like, we, we, we ate what we were fed. Right. You know, but uh, with uh, their their parents, or excuse me, their parents, with... um. <laughs> With the kid's mom, yeah, yeah, and her family. I remember one of the first family meals we went there. The girls, um, my ex-wife and, and uh, my sister-in-law, they couldn't decide on what they wanted, right? And so, like, we went. They went to like four different fast food restaurants to get something for everybody. And I was like, "What? Mm. This? I can't. What is happening?" And so then uh, we were having the dinner, and the girls got an argument about it. So we had like spaghetti, meatloaf, steak. Like we had all this, and I'm like, "What is happening? Like this would never happen in my home." But now I have, you know, I have kids, personalities, yeah, and everything. I've actually, I'll admit it here, I've had to do it before. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah you have seen I've it. Seen like the I'm pizza, ordered, the chicken express. Or yeah, the, it's horrible. The whatever, whatever. Panda Express because Grace is yeah. upset. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, just one thing for one kid, and then one thing for another, and then maybe two can agree. Like Dad and and one of the kids mm. are like, yeah, oh, we'll eat this. It's horrible, yeah, but yeah. I, it's um, like you get. What you suggested, because one of your kids is like, oh, that's good. But the other two are like, nope, yes. I want something else. And then instead of fighting that battle, you're just like, listen, I, we can have it delivered or whatever. And it, and, but it's and like, everybody can and eat some food. It's crazy. And then adding my mom and Josh into the mix now, too. Yeah. Like, there's certain dishes now we'll cook two different ways. Yeah. It's yeah, it's yeah. bananas. I've but seen that. I, I've I was seen circling. that, too. <laughs> I was right. He has. I was around right the corner, though. Um, we had some friends that we came over, like one of the first like adult family, like, you know, like we're going to have some, some fr- work friends over for like a small mm-hmm. Christmas thing. It was just another family. Our kids were growing up together, whatever. Yeah. And so we're doing it and we thought we'd keep it super simple. Mm-hmm. Spaghetti. Like who, unless you have a gluten allergy. Right. right. What kid doesn't eat spaghetti? Clearly. And so they had two daughters. One daughter was Jordan's age. So it was like uh-huh. two, 
and uh, around two, between two and three, oh. they had like a six or seven year old daughter. Oh. So this kid's in school. Was Jessica there? Your sister Jessica? No, no, no. This was no. it was just me and me and Katie and, and oh well Jared when he was living with us. Right, right, right. But yeah, this was like then. you have an absolutely breathtaking hiney. <laughs> That's, I mean that thing is good. A weird, weird place to use I it. I mean but. that thing is good. Uh, but uh, well, anywho, I, I mean I asked about your sister. <laughs> no, oh that's fair. That's okay. fair. That's fair. Um, I was like, I just said that their other child was like six or seven. Yeah. Like, what's happening? Yeah, I was and talking anyway, about. I was talking about your, your grown sis, sister. Yeah, your grown sister. Okay. Yes. Uh, just but, so everybody's clear right, about the context clear, yeah. of why I had that cue. But up. um, but we're we're getting ready, and uh, there was little things I thought maybe they babied her a little bit. But they pull out like a um, a diaper bag, and it was it was hot dogs. Huh. They heated up the hot dogs for her, and then they cut them up for her, huh. and then they had to, they brought their own ketchup like BYOK. Yeah, and I'm looking. You gotta over there have and that. Like, Biok. What Biok? <laughs> what is that? That needs to be a new hashtag. <laughs> um, that's like a shirt, dude. Biok Biok. <laughs> Now I want to like I want to brand ketchup <laughs> bottles now, man. I'm trying to average Joe's AJM Biak. Make sure you never. You know that's what I'm gonna do tonight, right? I'm gonna design a label now. Design some ketchup packets. Um, yep. So, anyways, um, see if you can find a place where you can customize ketchup <laughs> yep. packets, and then you can Biak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I thought it was insane. Yeah. Because I was like, wow. But then, of course, you know, again later on, you got people that fight and argue in my house about. Yep. What they aren't going to eat. Like, Jordan yeah, won't eat churches. Too. Chicken. Won't eat it. That's dumb. And then the kids are... What's the difference between that and KFC or, yeah. or uh, Popeye's or I know. Chicken Express? I whenever I you put the bone in. I, like, I don't know. But he's gotten better with onions, though. Right. But, like, some of the other kids, too. Like, well, like you get a burger. And, oh, they had put ketchup on it. I'm like, no, you guys are, like, teenagers now. I'm not going to go back and get another one. Yeah. Scrape it off. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, deal. Muscle up. Deal yeah. with it. Yeah. yeah. Deal with it, sucker. If you're foiled yeah. by this is like a tough love a, thing. If you're I just foiled, beat you in a foot race. If you're <laughs> foiled by a misdressed sandwich, yeah, the rest of the outlook on life ain't looking good. Right? I'm gonna tell you, there was a time whenever I would not eat a sandwich uh, that was misdressed uh, because you know I don't like mayonnaise. Neither do I. Right. I won't eat. Okay, mayonnaise Miracle Whip is all the same stuff. So it's not actually. Have we asked him this question? I don't know if we have, but is Miracle Whip in your opinion? <laughs> We're just reliving everything. Is Miracle Whip and mayonnaise the same thing in your opinion? No. Don't look at Josh. Okay. 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 What's Miracle Whip's tangy. But, okay. They're both mayonnaise. And you would also argue. They're both mayonnaise. You would also argue that they both have distinct individual ingredients. They're not the same recipe. Otherwise, they'd taste the same. Right. So they're made from different things. So well, what you're saying is they don't. Sensible. You're saying they have distinct in. You, they have distinct ingredients, whereas they don't have distinct ingredients. One has a, an extra ingredient or so. Yeah, I mean, I assume, Those are they're, the I assume they're mostly no, that, that no, 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 but they're the same. They're the same ingredients, but but yeah, Miracle well, like, Whip has a little additive. Yeah, distinct ingredients eggs that separates them from the other. Cow okay, hooves. I, okay, I see what you're saying. Do what? Eggs and cow hooves. And right. Right. Thank you for explaining yeah. why they're both garbage. Yeah. Miracle is no. really good though. Okay. Yeah, I like Miracle. But here's the thing, if you don't like mayonnaise, like are you too. If you're going if you don't like mayonnaise, are you, if you see somebody <laughs> scraping some Miracle Whip onto a sandwich, are you going to eat it? I'll eat it. No, no, yeah. no. Okay, if if you don't like mayonnaise. Oh. And you see somebody scooping stuff that is practically mayonnaise. Okay. Yeah. 
with a little yeah. citrus thrown in, apparently, because yeah. it's tangy. Well, I mean, it's tangy. I mean, <laughs> okay. It's, if you see somebody scraping out mayonnaise esque, if you're stuff seeing white because, glop being put on your sandwich, I'm out. And yeah. I don't care if it's if it's mayonnaise or if it's miracle wrap. Do you like ranch dressing? Yeah, it has mayo yeah. in it. Mm, false. Yes, it does. It does. If Not you, specific to. All ma- all ranch dressings. The best ranch dressings have oh, mayo stop. in them. Yeah. Have stop. you not ever made the, 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 homemade the homemade ranch Listen, in the, 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 the Hellman's jar? No. It's, the, it's, it's thin no, and runny. Oh I have gosh. made uh, ranch dip, and that's sour cream, and a ranch seasoning. A uh, little tip. You can also use non-fat Greek yogurt. Okay. We're going to bypass that tip as if it never was said. It's pretty good. <laughs> I've never edited a video in six seasons. Yeah. So we're going to edit that one yeah. out. <laughs> Just kidding. But anyways, uh, anyways, no, but uh, but uh, so I've 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 started like conceding the eating of a man, of a mayonnaise type product when my mom told me the uh, tuna fish that she makes she puts mayonnaise in. Well, yeah, she, well, I did not know this. Okay, I never seen her make. Okay, but it, it has tuna fish in it. Ugh. Listen, I think she she makes it great. She she'll chop up onions. She'll put pickles in there, mm-hmm. and, and I mean Maybe. she makes it really really good. And uh, anyways, it's it's awesome. She'll like toast the bread too, so it's oh, oh dude, it's, way to go, mama. It's pretty slick. Yeah. And so, anyways, uh, mama B. I sh- she showed me how she does it. Well, first she just does uh, boiled eggs Mm-mm. and mashes them up because mm. that's basically Tasty. mayonnaise, like with vinegar or something. I don't know what it is, but something that make it a little more uh, like liquidy. It's basically chopped up boiled eggs. And uh, or egg whites, and so she chops up the egg whites, puts it in the the tuna fish, and then if it's a little dry, she'll squirt in some mayonnaise to moisten it up. Just a little in dollop. addition, yep. In addition to the uh, pickles and mm-hmm. the whatever else she adds in there, and uh, and it's phenomenal. Yeah, and it I was immediately turned off when she told me she put mayonnaise in there. But then I took a bite of the sandwich, and I was like, okay, I'll eat this. But uh, like. And now I, I'll eat a sandwich with mayonnaise on it. Now I will. Like I, I go to Jim, I've gone to Jimmy John's and they pretty much just use mayonnaise on everything unless you ask for the Dijon mustard. Well, I didn't know. Have you this. had their spicy ranch? Ooh boy! I have no, not. It's I have not. Good. Is it? Dip the pickle in it. And mm. Jimmy John's. Yeah, man. Okay. So I'll. They have so wraps now too. They're phenomenal. I got a oh, sandwich. Did didn't realize it had mayonnaise. And I was like, well, I'm not going to take this up there now. It's been wrapped. Mayonnaise, a lot of mayonnaise. Yeah, exactly. So, and I just, I muscled through it and it wasn't terrible, but I was like, it's definitely not, it's definitely not first on my list. I'm yeah. out. I'm out if, if I have the option. So I went the next day, or not the next day, but the next time and says, yep, mayonnaise on everything. They're like, yep. And I said, can you not put mayonnaise on my sandwich today? They said, yep. I said, all right, thanks. And it was uh, as good or better without the mayonnaise. But that's for someone who doesn't like mayonnaise. Yeah, sure. You know? I could do it at Slotsky's. They do that sometimes. But I think there's, they call theirs an aioli. Yeah. I've gotten to where I can do that. Well, so uh, there was also there's, uh, Burger King, I believe, is a – not Burger King, Jack in the Box. Excuse me. Jack in the Box is a mayonnaise first mm. condiment. Well, have you seen the people that like their french fries, they mix up ketchup yeah, and, and mayonnaise? Nope, oh, that's no, that's disgusting. Or mustard or something. Yeah, gross. I do mustard. I'll do some mustard. Yeah, well, yeah. I'll do mustard, but not mayonnaise. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's no. Well, yeah, see, my okay. ex-wife would put mayonnaise on her hot dog. Yeah, that's weird. I think that was. Gross. Who puts mayonnaise on a hot and dog? I like mayonnaise. Quote. What movie? Oh, I don't know. I thought you were saying that we we're just going to create a new quote or something. I was like, nope. all right. Avengers Endgame. 
the very oh. beginning. Uh, Hawkeye's teaching his daughter, and he, she's like, you, oh, want, you right. want ketchup or mayonnaise on your hot dog? And the, the daughter looks at the dad. Who puts mayonnaise on a hot dog? Uh, Jaybird's uh, the old ex. Yeah. Puts mayonnaise on a hot yeah. dog like a like a freak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, just a few more. Just a few more. Here we go. Two targets later, and I got the Mott's. Nerf guns for the son's ninth birthday next week. These are party favors, bags full of Nerf guns, uh, provided in a trick-or-treat pumpkin bucket and 15 darts for each pre-filled goodie bag for the pinata. Party's going to be lit. Thoughts? Sounds fun. Nerf gun party. Cool. You had one? I have. And? It was incredible. Really? Super fun for all who are involved. Yeah. Well, yeah. we didn't. I mean, it wasn't planned for the party. We had like a partay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You had a partay with Nerf. Yeah, guns. like Brian and uh, Clay and Juan and a bunch of, and I think Jess was there. Yeah. All the siblings came over. Yeah. And yeah. we went and bought a bunch of darts with the kids yeah, and yeah. we set up like a fort in the house. Oh, I like fun. it. Like capture the flag. It was a lot of fun. Capture the flag, mother. All right. <laughs> I'm going to let y'all carry this on. I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So here we go. Uh, this is a high school teacher, okay, asking a question. Should I be concerned that my high school freshman's English class today consisted of watching Squid Game? Hmm. I mean, you got to read the subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> and because it's the most watched show on Netflix, I guess it's current events. <laughs> right. Like, should he be should he be concerned about that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know why they would be watching that. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to read. Sure, and it's current events. Sure, that's why he. That's why he said. So, uh, yeah, no, not appropriate. I mean, not appropriate no. for the for the school setting, in no. my opinion. Uh, so you have seen the Squid Game. You are. On- I should I should watch the last episode tonight. pretty soon. Okay, uh, for anybody who hasn't seen it, it's apparently all the rage. Yeah. Uh, thoughts, recommendations. I mean, it's interesting. It's okay. an interesting story. Right. So. Okay. Uh, what should you be prepared for mentally going into it? Shock and awe? I mean, maybe. Yeah. Be you prepared know, it, to yeah, be and if, like, I mean, I would shocked. just say if you don't. Well, I am yeah, shocked. And then if you, if you don't um, enjoy, yeah. you know, blood and things right. like Right. If that, you don't enjoy then, that. Why don't you go back to your home on Whore Island? <laughs> Uh, yeah 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 yeah, go back to your home um yeah then you might not like it yeah but yeah i feel shocked (laughs) it's um (laughs) i knew but it is because there's there's they don't make anything new like that's that good it doesn't seem to be anymore right so it's an it's an original story and right you know And, and it's it's good in the fact that it is new it is unique yeah right yep Usually you pay double for that kind of action, Cotton. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, okay, so uh, I, I've gotten into Squid Game. I'm like an episode and a half into yeah. it. Right, fell asleep during the second one. Just uh, started it late and passed out. Couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't get through it. So, uh, but uh, shock, shock and all is yeah. is what I got after episode one. Like they they leave very little uh, up to future episodes yeah <laughs> like episode one they're gonna get you right in the middle of the story yeah 
obviously, there's a little setup at the beginning, kind of character development, I guess, kind of. Not not even really much character development. Not much. That main dude. Yeah, I mean. And then... Uh, and then, kind of a a an inkling to what the story is, right? I mean, they even say it in the first episode: "We're going to pay you to play a game, exactly or to play yeah. games." Yep. And so, uh, and so, anyways. Well, it, and I guess maybe what people should know too is yeah. that so all the people that are playing the game have some sort of debt, yeah, that they owe, like a lot of money that right. they can't pay for. On it's their like own it's like they're or, targeting a specific audience yeah. to play their game. To try to help alleviate yeah. their current situation, yeah. Which, I guess, in reality, any way you slice it, their situation's alleviated. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I, I heard this Ron Wyatt joke, and Ron Wyatt's not always the most tasteful yeah. of comedians, but uh, but he is very, uh, very good in his in the timing of yeah. his jokes. Uh, so he talked about this kid who uh, was at like a Six Flags, like an amusement park, and he and he got and he died on one of the rides. Well, he died because he lost his hat on the ride, and he jumped over three gates and and two fences with signs explicitly telling him not to. And the ride came and lopped it off. Mm. Got old decapitation. Mm. His head was his. He was he was decapa from his body. I misquoted that from the mm. office, but uh, turns out he did all this for a hat that turns out he didn't need after all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, anyways, so it turns out in this movie in this TV show that they they they're helping these people. Yeah. They are. Hell, it's 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 shocking mm-hmm. how they are, but but you know they are in some weird, in some weird twisted. Sure. Way. Anyways, uh, okay. Uh, last next, we got two more. Uh, uh, we got one more. We're gonna we're gonna do this one for the last one. Here we go. My son is turning eighteen on November fifth. I need ideas for momentous presents. It's not a hooker. Ideas. 18? Turning 18, momentous ideas. Now, I don't like the 18 part of this. Mm-hmm. I think 21 is a much more... Yeah, I mean, what's the big deal about 18? Right, you can go vote. Well, go vote then. Yeah, you're still in school, probably. Right. You know? Well, I mean, I think I think 18 is still a milestone. It's all, oftentimes big. when you're graduating. Yep. yep. You know, and I think it's a... It's a, um, it's a rite of passage. You're, you're yeah, now, you can be tried change. as an adult. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> well, no, I mean, 15 and 16 have their own special things. You know what I mean? Like sure, 10, sure. they're double digits. 13, they're a teen. 15, they can do driver's ed. 16, they can drive. Right. 18. They can vote. Selective services. You know, oh, all yeah. Those they, that's, that's true. They can gamble. go off and be on their own. Mm-hmm. They can gamble in some states. Yeah, that's true. Live on their own. Sign leases. Credit uh, cards. Buy, buy tobacco. Nope. 21. They moved that to 21? Yeah, they changed that, like. Several years ago, no yeah. doubt. Did yeah. they really? Yep, it was way after we were eighteen. Though. Yeah, I didn't. Know oh, that. yeah, of course. Because yeah, when yeah. we were eighteen, you could buy tobacco. Yeah, but now kids just vape anyway. That's fair. Uh, Is okay. that not considered the same thing? No, because there's uh, apparently no tobacco in it or something. There's no like, yeah. drug. Well, you, you in say it or something like it's that. It's kind of like uh, was it the gas pipe? 
Mm-hmm. It, it was a head shop. It mm-hmm. really wasn't there for weed because you, right. you needed a bong to right. smoke some clove. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. the same type of thing. You go buy a nicotine-less vape. Oh, got you. Yeah. But then it's probably got nicotine or THC or, or something. weed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, okay. So I think 21. Shout out to the CBD episode. Absolutely. I think 21 is, is more of a momentous time because yeah. there is a broader range of things you can go do. Or 25. You can actually, as a male, rent a car. Yeah. Your insurance drops. Yep. Right. Okay. So, but, but, okay. But 21, you go to Vegas. Well, Eight, you can go to Vegas at 18. Yeah, but you just can't drink. You can gamble at 18? Yeah, you can gamble at 18. You just can't drink. So that's like the restrictions. Like a lot of a Windstar then. Problem solved. No, I'm fairly certain you can't gamble. Yeah, you can gamble at 18. You can buy scratch house, play the lottery. You can go to Oklahoma. But casinos that do the unlimited free drinks on the floor, oftentimes they'll restrict access to 21 and up because they don't have to worry about being responsible for carding people. Is that right? Per the drinks or having drinks given to other people. It's like Louisiana. I don't know if they've changed it, but Louisiana is primarily 21 on the floor. But uh, in Oklahoma, it's 18. Because you, they don't have free drinks. I thought it was twenty one, unless I thought Oklahoma was different because it was on that Indian reservation land or whatever, and they had different, slightly different rules mm-hmm. for their casino because of reparations mm-hmm. or something, whatever the thing is. And I thought twenty one mm-hmm. was the legal age to uh, to gamble in a casino. Yeah, only thing you can't do at eighteen um, is that you can't legally. Right, buy tobacco. You can't legally uh, buy alcohol, and you can't um, huh. get rid of car. Yeah. <laughs> you right. know, if you're a guy, right? Yeah. Um, so I think that's about it. So what you're saying is, 18, maybe take him to take him to Vegas or something. Yeah, you maybe. could. I mean, I know a lot of people who like, you know, just like like you'd hear your friends or you'd go out with people celebrating a 21st birthday. Mom or dad buys you your first pina colada or something. Right. Your first beer. Right. You know, but like same thing. You turn 18. <laughs> right. right. They've never drank before. Yeah. Right. So you turn 18. Right. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go to Windstar. Here's your hundred bucks. You right. Know, yeah. Type of thing. But um, I don't know with Jordan. He just recently turned 18. Right. I struggled with what to do because I felt like this was a this is a milestone. You know, this is a, a transitional period. And but it was it was interesting because, you know, oftentimes our childhood, our kids, kid or our kids, childhoods aren't exactly the same as ours. Yeah. So, you know, him graduating was a little bit different than me. And it was also really hard to fathom that he was the same. He was becoming the same age I was whenever I found out he was coming. Mm. Uh, but uh, we ended up trying to do a trip, you know, to, to, to kind of collect memories, not things, that whole, you know, yep. premise. And then um, collect memories for him or for you, for all of us. Oh, OK. Uh, and then we Fair. wound up, we wound up going shopping because he, you know, he needed some stuff. Right. And um, I'd been, I tried to get him a fossil watch years ago, but he never wore it, and it it was broken. Right. And uh, so he'd been wanting another one. Right. Um, he'd actually, you know, use. And so we went, and uh, they do on the spot engraving now. They have like one of those, uh, you know, those things we sent each other links to the forge, something Glowforge. I think yes. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. So they have like some laser like, engraver that yeah. you can give have for your house or office. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. they have it in there, and okay. so um, he picked out the watch he wanted, and then he said, "I really want my initials." Um, I said, "Well, can I pick a quote?" You know, and so I had um, "Know Your Why," which is part of the a quote: "The he who knows his why can bear almost anyhow." Mm. 
And so mm-hmm. I had that on there. And then he has his initials, which are also my initials. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that ended up being, to me, ended up being a little bit of the perfect. It's something that he, he wanted. Right. You know, something that he would use. Yeah. And hopefully something that he'd keep. You know, and like I remember, like when I, it was, I think, a, a weird thing. It wasn't intentional, uh, but it ended up being a wallet mm-hmm. I got from my mom. And like Jordan started carrying that while I still kept it. It was a nice wallet. You know what I mean? But like, you know, something practical yep. to give your boy. And hopefully you can do it in a way that he'll remember it. Okay. Well, we're getting confirmation here from uh, from Lauren on the uh, on the comments that 21 is the legal gambling age almost everywhere. Some states are 18. Vegas is 21. Okay. So I thought that was true. And it may be because of the alcohol uh, availability that yeah. that that is the reason why it's a state mandated thing as opposed to right, a federal mandated thing. Well, Oklahoma is just weird too because you know they don't even have uh, they have to have the special beer. Yeah, it's two thirds or something like that. Three yeah. two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so uh, listen, if if you're giving your kid if you're giving your kid a quote to live by, you need to give him this. I will uh, say though, I think it's I think it's it's neat. I guess two of the parallels. Yeah. You know, like with with Tara. Yeah. Something she wanted. Yeah. He's but nuts. you also tra- <laughs> <laughs> got him. <laughs> we could play. No, it's a, fine. I was gonna whatever you were gonna do. No, it I was, know. and then you brought my daughter into well, it. Well, I mean, I I, <laughs> I, I admire I, the commitment. I had it queued up. The, the I admire the commitment oh, there, but man. no, I mean, I think you tried to do you tried to go a route where you were hoping it was also going to create a memory. Yeah, and you somehow be attached to that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. With so. that tattoo, circling back to that tattoo early yeah, on. Yeah, so I mean, I, like I, I think that's a good transition you did there. Well, you know, yeah, I appreciate you. I mean, appreciate you for that. That's it's, been, it's, it's like riding a bike. Man, I forgot you know, about how pissed off I was about that whole situation. Yeah. Now you're bringing me but, back uh, around to it. But no, I mean, I, I think that's, you know, that's, I think the the most important thing to do, um, I think is try to create, create memories. Yeah. But also if you're going to ha- uh, have an object or something, yeah, yeah. try to do something that has a little bit of meaning. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's the difference between a lawyer and a liar? I think I've heard this. What the pronunciation? <laughs> that's, oh, that's good. That All right, I that's thought, a good one. I you. thought it was going to be something one. about paying. Yeah, yeah. Oh uh, well, maybe. Anyways, uh, so as we close it out, guys, we're, right. we're getting into season seven. The next time, next time we hit the record button, uh, as we're getting into season seven, do we close with season six outro or do we close with season seven intro? I'll leave it up to Jay Bird. No, let's leave it up to uh, oh, the oh, old return of the average. Mac. Oh, okay. Um, hmm. Mm. Mm. I didn't expect this to be that dumb a decision. No, I don't know. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It's kind of I like I like both of them. Thank you, I appreciate that. Mm. But a lot of work but, uh, uh, yeah, no, they're getting incredible. Thank you, thank yeah. you. I'm uh, about to start a, a label. Yeah, AJM recording. That's right. <laughs> That's correct. Studio and everything. Yep. One room for <laughs> studio, podcast studio. One room for recording studio. Like for music and stuff. Did I did I send you the link the, uh, a couple that, months ago? That pot, that whole room, that whole building. Yeah, yeah, they beat us to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's New York. Oh, they sorry. probably had it a long time ago and just finally finished it. That's fair. Yeah, there's still time here. That's fair. But yeah, I, I don't know. Um, why don't bring in br- close out with the new man? Cole, That's a catchy too. Go out with the new, ladies and gentlemen. I am the average Joe Boo. I'm the average Joe. I'm OJ Bird. I'm telling you to keep it clean.
Let's go T-Y-T-Y-G-Z-A Don't care if you care what I'm gonna say Joe Boo likes to say that's fair Bet you probably thought that you just wouldn't care Don't stop listening to the podcast Jay Bird joined cause he has a blast Going viral is in plain sight Jay Bird guaranteed to say right, right Make sure that you know we keep it clean We've heard it both ways, what's that mean? Let's make sure you have your headset We put our message on the internet White Heat is screaming in the studio Slop, slop, and slop, slop, and sloppy Joe Go ask your friends to come join you Go all in until you have a break through the show I love the mics, I drop the beats Part of the show that can't stop You gotta know we do it all for you Show I love the friends I bring to be part of the show that is king. Alfred's record when it's time to.